It's Fortune Radio. Logan Paul bought it for like $1.25 million. That's an expensive piece of cardboard right there. So the... I wonder if he does cocaine with it. (laughs) It will see. It may make the cut. It may not. (laughs) I'm not concerned about it. We got the best editor in the biz. Sorry, I'm a noodler. Noodling. Noodling, noodling. And you just see me like in the back warehouse, like swinging by a quarter inch cord. (laughs) And they're like, where's Aaron? And it's like, oh, he, he, he... He's not on this earth anymore. Um, I'm sitting here with Random Temple. What's up? This guy goes hard. Uh, Random Temple, <laughs> uh, very talented musician, uh, singer songwriter, and the MC for The Lion's Lair. Yes, sir. Um, Tis me. What's going on, man? Um, not much. Just uh, hanging out, man. I went to the mall again today. I don't know what. <laughs> I, I can't afford it, first of all, but I go over there just because, like, I I don't know. Like, there's just a lot of beautiful people over there, a lot of good smells and a lot of good stuff to see, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's totally fair. And my whole idea is to just, like, tag the place with stickers and, uh, oh, yeah. you know what I mean, and, and window shop. <clears throat> but I always, I always end up walking out of there with something. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's why I can't go to music stores too much. Dude, I'm saying. <laughs> I can't imagine working where you do and being tempted all the time with all those beautiful <laughs> instruments all around you. Yeah, no, that shit's real. That's real life, man. I told my roommate that I was doing this tonight, and uh, I told him what where you worked and stuff, and uh, he's a violinist, so I told him that it's mostly larger-bodied string instruments and vintage yeah. instruments and um, <clears throat> not a lot of, like... New electric guitars, stuff like that, stuff that's, you know, it's not a guitar center. It's something very different. And he was like, how have I never been to this place? I need to go. Yeah, dude. The Old Town Picking Parlor in Old Town, Arvada, man. And it's like, it's like a borderline museum, dude. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. That Gibson from, what was it, 1902? Yeah. That you had in there? That thing doesn't even, that doesn't even make sense to me. Or like that, um, that, uh, what is it? The harp guitar? Yeah, the harp guitar, yeah. Model U, I think it's a Model U 1915 Gibson. Yeah. Just insane. And yeah, he's got, he just got a uh, phonograph, uh, Edison uh, phonograph? Oh, phonograph? Shit. A phonograph? Like yeah, a, a yeah. Big, it's a, with the big uh, horn? Yeah, it's like a fucking, it's super old school. There's like a crank on the, there's a crank on the side of it. And you have to use heavy vinyl for that, right? Yeah. It's a different yeah. type of vinyl. It's like an older. They're like fucking pucks. Yeah, man. Um, I, I actually got into it with my boss today. Oh, no. Which I'm not thrilled about because it's my last remaining job that I'm only getting five hours a week at. Yeah. But that was kind of like... Five hours? Jeez. That's kind of why I was like pissed off and I was like ready to just throw down on this motherfucker. Right. Yeah. He's giving me shit all day. <clears throat> and then he texts me at midnight, sends me a picture of this post that I put on the internet. Just sent it to me with no text. No context? Nothing. Like, no context, nothing. <laughs> like he, just, he was upset about it? He was upset it? about it. Okay. That's and weird. I was like, okay. And then I realized, okay, I misspelled. I had misspelled the uh, the company of the guitar, which is a, kind of a big deal. It's not a huge deal. But it's an Instagram post with yeah. a few likes. It's well, I mean, it was on Craigslist, but still, same idea, same deal. You know what I mean? 
and and so whatever and and i changed it and i sent them a picture back didn't say anything just with it corrected and sure. i was like okay we're on the same we're on the same page okay and then he wakes me up this morning like people are laughing at us in a text <laughs> who cares that much about i'm them? saying like nobody. and i'm like dude like you're gonna wake me up talking shit and you're not even gonna and i texted him this yeah that's wild. because nobody stands up to the guy because he's just like this rich guy that like he's the owner and he just does whatever the fuck he wants to do that's, that's fucked up <clears throat> anyways i'm not trying to go down that road it's way too don't, early on the episode to go down that don't road question affluence <laughs> i know seriously you can't, dude. you can't argue affluence seriously this dude just like buys sitars and shit and like just doesn't tune them and just keeps them in the case just so he can talk yeah. about how cool he is that's yeah, that's kind of obnoxious. I hate guitar collectors. I don't like that idea. Yeah, I like, like guitar just, players. They should be played. You can't just like hoard them. Like they're used for things. It's like yeah. collecting uh, medical equipment. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> dude. Just keeping it from other people. It's like why. an investment. It's like an investment at that point or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you're like a car collector and you just keep it in the garage. Yeah, right. Under a tarp or something. Okay, shit. I do collect Pokemon cards, but that's a that's awesome. So. That's awesome, dude. What's your most rare card? Um, so I have a Kabutops that's from the legend, what's called the legendary collection is like the third or fourth, um, release of the Pokemon series. And it introduced a type of card called a reverse hollow foil. And so like the hollow foil is on the outside of the card instead of like the artwork of the card. Um, and it's this, it's called a fireworks reverse. This is so fucking nerdy. Oh my God. Um, no, please <laughs> dude, I, I would, dude, if it's, Pokemon were real, I would be a Pokemon <laughs> master. Oh my God. I want to be the very best. Um, <laughs> I do. Like, no one ever was. I should learn to cover that. That would be a great You should, job. yeah. People would lose their shit. <laughs> if I showed up to if open, started, like, I yeah. want to be the very best. Just like in the power stance, you know? <laughs> no like, one ever was. Catch them with my real Anyways, um, so it's called a legendary reverse hollow. And it has this crazy, like, fireworks. Holographic. Yeah. Um, it's got this crazy, like, fireworks pattern. When you move it in the light, it just looks real crazy. It's probably worth, like, I don't know, 150 maybe 200 bucks. But Which I'd is pretty good for a piece of cardboard, man. Shiny cardboard, dude. That's what we, you know. And they, they rate them, too. Like, they do the comic books and so whatever yeah. else, right? Got cards like uh, PSA, um, Mickey CGC. Mantle cards and shit. Yeah. yeah. So there's, like, CGC and PSA rate all sorts of collectible items of all, you know, you can get a VHS tape rated. You can get, like, a, or graded. <clears throat> I only have, like, three graded cards, but um, they were mostly either gifted to me or I, I buy a lot of stuff off of eBay. Like wow. I'll, I'll just get on eBay and go to like shit that's ending soonest. And then I'll just low bid. Yeah. So I, at this point I've thought like I could easily open, I could literally open a card shop. Like I, I have thousands and thousands of cards and sealed products and memorabilia. I've got like bouncy balls from the nineties and controllers that have Pikachu on them. And dude, that's you know. fucking awesome. Hey, Kirk, Kirk, are you there? Hey, what's the most valuable Pokemon card? Illustrator. I can find that. Hey, thank you. It's a uh, Pikachu Illustrator. This motherfucker knows off the top of his head. Random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Pikachu Illustrator. So what's it running? Um, over, uh, I think Logan Paul bought it for like one point two five million dollars. That's an expensive piece of cardboard, right there. So the. I wonder if he does cocaine with it. <laughs> 
So it's a slab. It's a graded. It's a PSA 10. Um, or wait, maybe it's not a 10. I don't even know. Because there's only one. The, the, that's why it's so rare. It was like one of the first, it was like the first big tournament card. Okay. It was like the biggest, like in like 99, like the first. Sample is correct. Like, uh, like Nike Pokemon Pikachu Illustrator. Yeah. yeah. Um, or Pokemon Illustrator. I can't remember which it is. but um, It's like a little remember. Japanese Pikachu. Um, it's a yeah, trainer it's a, it's a card. Pikachu Illustrator. And he's holding like a quill. Um, okay. I, I think I may have seen that card actually it's a, it's on It's a YouTube really famous card now, um, but there's only one. Um, Seriously? Yeah, there's only okay. one because it was awarded to the first winner of like the Pokemon card and trading card game like championships. That's like that Wu Tang album that. Yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Um, the super rare one of one, like, and it's only because they literally like won the championship. Like that was it, that's the only way to get that card. So it's changed hands over the years a lot, I'm sure. But um, yeah, now fucking Logan Paul has it. <laughs> that shit's Bro. nuts, dude. <laughs> Do you remember what the deal with that Wu-Tang album was? Some rich guy bought it and put it in his safe and was just like, fuck the world. Yep. And, so, yeah, do you remember? I can't remember exactly what went down with that. I can't really either. I know they recorded, like, a whole album um, just, like, in this in some weird studio somewhere. And only, like, one person has ever heard this whole record. And it's that guy who, like, bought it. And I wonder if it was all of them, like the whole clan engineers. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't even, yeah. You would think I might have some information on that. Yeah. What's Uh, the word, man? Uh, so for an NPR, uh, a pharma bro. So someone that owns a company, he's pretty rich. Martin Screlly. He has an album called once upon a time in Shaolin. Okay. And, uh, the price was kept confidential. Yeah, but oh. it appears, and this is incredible. This is my first time seeing it. He purchased it in 2015 at an auction for about two million dollars. Yeah, NPR report. Wow, wild. He just kept it on the shelf. Yeah, and then just locked it away. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if I was if I was at that level, like I'd be, I don't know, I, I I'd be eating pancakes off of it or something. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, what do you do with you it? You know what I'm right? saying? Yeah, I'd have my Pokemon card just like lining just up, lining up, it. yay, with my Pokemon <laughs> Illustrator, yeah. and just doing and eating pancakes like with syrup yeah. and everything off the Wu Tang. Just album. go swimming with it. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Duck that shit. Or what is it? What's his not Donald Duck? Who's Use it as a plate? Who's the Uncle Duck? The rich duck. The rich duck. Oh, he had the nephews. Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Scrooge. Yeah, I think it is Scrooge, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, he had a lifestyle. He had a hell of a lifestyle, dude. I like how this guitar sounds, man. Dude, will you uh, hey, rotate your body and get the sound hole a little bit in front of it, the condenser a bit? Because, yeah, that's a 1970 Martin D28. And that's Phil Silky's guitar, man. He was on the last episode. And he bought that new in 1970. That's insane. And he's just traveled the country with it. And he's, he's going to will it to his brother, which is sweet as hell. And I'm going to set it up for him and fix it up. It's got a little bit of um, fret sprout. Yeah. Well, a little buzz, but a little fret sprout. And that's just, it's an old guitar. So when an acoustic guitar gets old or any guitar gets old, the wood will shrink a bit. Sure. And the, just from our climate, especially out here, it's yeah, so, so dry. I, that's why I'm worried about that Supra that I brought. Because it's, I think it's kind of deteriorating slowly. And I... 
Should have it humidified. And- Dude, I'm going to fix that guitar up, and it's going to be so fucking sick. Aaron, I'm so grateful I, dude i cannot wait it's i can't wait dude. it's truly a relic it's the fact that it doesn't have a truss rod um ultimately means that yeah you're gonna There's need to be Boeing. Like it's, it's not yeah it'll never be what it could truly be because you, you you know you'll have to to get it uh completely reset or put a brand new fucking neck on that thing because right. it's got something called the colorado hump which is at, at the 12th fret Yep. Uh, uh, 12, 13, 14, 15, it's a hump and it just, that shit happens. Well, it doesn't even have a cutout. And then so it, and then I it is go, also, I never um, go that high on the neck anyway. There's a lot of relief on it. So yeah, we'll, we'll just have to jack the bridge up and we'll do a little, we'll do a little work on it and it'll, it'll be I, sick, man. I'm excited. Hell yeah. Me I'm too. Elated, to be honest. That's... I can't wait to play it. I'm going to play it through some fucking delay and some crazy ass shit. Hey, <laughs> it's, I, it's on a lot of my recordings actually. Cause I just never take it out of my house. It's like my studio guitar. Yeah. Because um, it's a little janky. The tone filter is really interesting on it because you can just it pretty much just filter out filters out all the high end um, <clears throat> and leaves you with this like kind of dark, moody, like muddy. That's cool tone, which is not really good for everything. But I like it for like rhythm guitar parts in the background of a mix or something, mm-hmm. or just to like add a little bit of different texture. Dude, I'm fucking. <laughs> you said you said that it was from the fifties. 52, yeah. 1952 Supro. El Capitan. El Capitan. I had no idea Supro has been around that long because they're, they're mainly known for their amplifiers. Yeah. And, they're, and they have microphones as well. Um, it's mainly I, amplifiers. I think it's just amps, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but dude, like I said, I, I set up a Supro baritone and it was a gold a gold foil triple pickup. Oh, shit. Um, just just Damn. a semi hollow, just fucking beautiful. And like, dude, yeah. I really want to get a baritone. Bad. I would love one too. Ooh. Yeah. Or yeah. like, a, what's the one that has like the deep, even deeper, like bass note? Um, uh, it's like a 14 or something. It's like a really thick, I can't remember. Well, because it's it called. I mean, they've got. Is like, that what a baritone is? Well, the baritone, it's tuned a little bit differently. It's right. lower. I don't know if it's a full octave lower, but it's lower. But it's it, no, it's not a full octave lower. But it's tuned it's tuned differently. So you play it, you play like the same chord formations, but it sounds it sounds completely different than it yeah, usually right. does. But it like it still sounds good. It just fuck sounds it. like a new song. It's like whoa, what the fuck? That sounds and it's just like in a different key and like what? I tuned to E flat for like a couple of years. Same. Um, and how, I really loved weird. it. Well, I did it. Um, but I had to stop in order to just like make it easier to play with other people mm-hmm. i was like sick of just transposing a half step like all the yeah, time dude like, that's so funny that you say that man i did that same thing and it was this guitarist from new york that i was playing open mics with he was just into it yeah and he was kind of like he was really good and he was all about tuning a half step down and i started doing it because i was jamming with him and i liked it because it's kind of unique sounding and it, it, it opens up your vocal range a little bit you can yeah. kind of sing a little bit oh especially with covers i would like uh-huh. sing stuff that i normally would have a little bit of trouble with it'd be just a little bit easier which is just a hair yeah. worth it yeah, like, yeah exactly you know. but like you said playing with other people that are in standard and then your bassist yeah. is like oh whoa what yeah. should i do what, what should fuck? i do yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 just it's just not worth the confusion really. yeah totally and i started yeah i started doing setups at gravity and I started playing in standard again because I was setting up guitars in standard, and that's yeah. just what I did. Yeah, there's you know? there's a uh, a bunch of tunes now that I want to play recently. I queued one up last night, and then I was like, oh, shit, this is in E-flat, and I'm playing in E-flat major 7 at the bottom of the neck. So, like, I literally can't, like, <laughs> I can't play this 
shape at all. Like I can transpose it, but I can't play like what the guitar part is supposed to be with like, because my arrangements are all sort of stacked with like each part of the frequency spectrum has its own represented, like, you know, just mix like, yeah, um, you're trying to be dynamic. <clears throat> That's funny that you say that with uh, transposition because trans transposing, uh, I went about two years without playing out. And uh, in that time I stopped, playing a half step down so when i when i started playing out again i was playing this one particular song uh in standard where i used to play it so it was fucked like it was weird and like the 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 backbeat the backbeat sounded off and i like couldn't figure it out i was like what's going on right and then and then i adjusted where i was playing it on the neck and it like settled in exactly where it was supposed to be and i was like oh i'm an idiot i have like footage on youtube of me playing it it's like off but it was it was like a half step down so it was like off but it was fine but it sounds better now obviously fuck yeah when it's in the right fucking key you know what i mean yeah right one of the other tunes that i queued up to was like a half step off and i was like oh shit why am i playing this wrong yeah and it's 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 just this little guitar riff but it has these high like um it's like um acoustic very often that's I'm fucking used to my, sick man I'm used to my buttery little flat wounds butter but uh but that major 7 shape is in a lot of my yeah that's nice Jimi Hendrix uses that shit a lot what do you th- I mean something about triads makes me feel like religious yeah I mean I remember learning about shell voicings even and just being like oh it's everything it's like the whole <laughs> like yeah. these are the shapes like <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but I'm still not super good at like comping or you know following charts and making it interesting or you Dude. know I don't know how to like some t- that's why I don't sit in at the jazz jams because I don't want to get shit for my voicings or like <laughs> I can't even comprehend playing jazz I can barely even comprehend listening to jazz I enjoy it but it's just like what the fuck most people it's just the most esoteric aspect of musicianship it's just yeah because you're jazzy you like to get jazzy with it yeah and i like weird melodies and chords and actually there's a something i wrote recently it's like kind of it has like a lot of dissonance in it but it's also very melodic it's like a it's um oops (laughs) fuck i'm nervous i like i'm not used to this setting It's almost kind of bluesy with the dominant turnaround. But. but uh, Dude, jazz, jazzy chords, man. I just a little bit, you know. I just learned uh, "Unforgettable" by uh, Nat King Cole. Oh fuck yeah! And dude, that's those are some seriously jazzy chords. Oh man, and I, could, I can even tell you what they are. Yeah, I uh, I've been trying to do "Angel Eyes" by Sinatra because I just love that melody. Dude, I love Sinatra, man. Oh man, the little turnaround. Uh, 
like the first sort of verse part that he uh, try not to think that love's not around still it's uncommonly clear like it's so chromatic and like um <clears throat> but i tried to learn that and the chart had like 40 chords in it and i was just like intimidated off the bat and you know didn't know what some of the voicings were and like you know i was yeah. a little intimidated and, like well, and you got to think like some real master musicians wrote yeah. that shit for Sinatra, like oh, the God, best, the absolute best yeah, ever, best musicians in the world. I mean, uh, that era of music, and as much as I don't listen to like crooners and stuff like that, I still have so much respect. And there were so many amazing musicians involved in producing it and recording it. And I don't know, that's like some of my favorite music. I've been really into a, <clears throat> a female composer from that era whose name is Blossom Deary. Have you mm. ever heard of her name? No, never. Um, there's a song called Someone to Watch Over Me um, that's just beautiful. And her voice is so quaint and like effeminate and like, uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's a really, she has a very unique singing voice um, that's really pretty and I'll have to check it out. Yeah. Do we ever, do you ever like put songs on or like, do we like listen? Yeah. Yeah. We can absolutely put something on. Um, Do you want to, do you want to put something from her on? Yeah. That, that's going to be, uh, I'd love for you to hear it just so you you know what I'm uh, talking about. um, What did you say her name was? Blossom Deary. I actually, I heard it on Kuvo at like three in the morning because I always, so I have an AM radio in my, in my bathroom. Um, or an AMF, like a, just a little radio. Uh, and we just keep Kuvo on at all times in my bathroom. Yeah. Did you have a uh, song in mind? So sometimes I like wake up to take a shit. I'm like, Oh wow. This is what the hell? Um, someone to watch over me is the name of the, Oh, someone to watch over me. Um, I just, I love it so much. Her melody is entrancing. There's a saying old says that love is blind. I'm not going to carry okay this story. Still we're often seeking we shall find. <clears throat> we are so going to get thrown off the internet. It's okay though cuz you know it's like we're not monetizing in a big way right now so it's like I'd like to eventually monetize it sure. especially cuz I mean you're going to you're going to blow up. Oh. Wow. <laughs> oh. Wow. oh. People are going to be like oh, people, people, people are going to be like whoa. whoa. I gotta check out what he was on. That's nice. I'd like to add his <clears throat> this is such a dated line. I'd like to add his initial to my monogram. Wow. The octave here. Monogram here. Monogram. Where is the shepherd for this? Dude, that's fucking beautiful, dude. It's so gorgeous. But yeah, I just wanted you to. I'm longing to see. Dude, fuck yeah, dude. There's so much music out there that like I had no idea ever even existed. You know. I'd like to formally thank Kuvo for showing this to me at three in the morning while I was on the toilet. Dude, I listen to Kuva all goddamn day at Gravity. Yeah. Just jazz all day, jazz and guitars all day long. I'd like to think that having it on in the background constantly just kind of slowly is like uh, embedding itself in my repertoire. Like, <laughs> Yeah, like some subliminal. It's yeah, like kind it's of rooting itself. Growing in my brain slowly. Like, yeah. 
Sometimes I'll hear a standard and be like, how do I know this? Like, why do I <laughs> What's know, happening? How do I know, like, Green Dolphin Street? Oh. Dude, I was with the girl that used to, like, put on subliminal stuff, like, before we went to sleep. Oh, that's interesting. Like, like two different sounds things. and different things. Uh, and I'm like, is she trying to hypnotize me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that's a little nefarious almost. Uh, yeah. Feeling. Like, what is, what are your goals here? I'm not sure, because I guess, like, we were both sleeping, so she'd be hypnotizing herself, too. So, I don't know. It had to be, I mean, I trusted it. Yeah, that is, you know, it's your girlfriend. Hopefully she's not, like, programming you to murder the senator from Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking Zoolander. Uh, Zoolander, dude. Oh, my God. What a, what a film. Any, oh, anything that Ben Stiller is in is just, like, epic. Oh, he's, yeah, he's amazing. I'm kind of a media junkie. Oh, yeah? I've, like, I just watch TV and movies, like, all the time, even if it's in the background or whatever, and... um I'm really into vintage stuff, too, so I collect VHS tapes also. Um, and I'm always amazed, specifically by the 80s and 90s, by the way that cameos worked. Because I feel like on uh, sitcoms and stuff like that, you would have like these huge celebrities from like some total other universe that would just like drop in, and the whole crowd goes crazy. And they're uh -huh. like, oh, my God, it's Bruce Willis. He's on Family Matters. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell is he doing here? Like, Dude, why? that's so true. Yeah. I forgot about that. That's weird. And I miss that about about media, the the camaraderie. Like, you know, um, I feel like everything with like Netflix and all the you know way to meet, we interact with media now, we're so disconnected from everything. Oh hi. Yeah, it got like super diluted. Yeah, because like, there was only a few channels back in the day, so right. it just seemed like everybody knew everybody. Anybody who was anybody was on the you know. 10 channels or whatever it was right yeah i feel the same way about music sort of too although we have all these we have a lot of features with like rappers and singers and and stuff like that i don't feel like you know remember like rob thomas and santana or like mm -hmm. you know you'd hear a pop song and it would have fucking james taylor on it for some reason or something like you know actually i kind of hate james taylor but I, that's, <laughs> I don't know why but the whole like run dmc aerosmith thing comes to mind yeah sure yeah like these wild collaborations where you're like whoa paul mccartney and you know i don't know <laughs> somebody dude i'm trying to do collaborations right now because there's so much talent in this area absolutely yeah I'd, I'd like to be more involved too and i do have a similar you know space for recording and um i've got a bunch of gear and weird vintage stuff my friend gave me this Yamaha, it's a CS, some eight something. I can't remember, but it's like a '80s synthesizer, like keyboard, nice. and it's got like the cheesy built-in drums of a bunch of different varieties and a bunch of weird kind of cheesy synth tones. But you, but you toss that in Ableton and put some Valhalla couple filters on it, yeah, RC twenty or something, and some warble, some filters, like, you know, you can make it sound really cool. It becomes just a completely original sound. Yeah, and I, I love that about modern production and how we're so able to just... Dude, how we're just so able to just what? Sorry, I didn't mean to. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I just, I, no, I get no, excited, and instead of cutting the person off while they're talking, I kind of do like a little, like... I got something. I'm over here. Yeah. I got a little something. I have a thing. No, but dude, I'm, I've been I've been rap, rapping lately and producing uh, rap songs with X, nice. and it's like a little bit out of my element, but sure. like I like it. Yeah, Hell and yeah. I mean I've been listening to a lot of rap. I do. Okay, check this out. Last night, speaking of collaboration, rap and producing, I uh, 
fucking Larry LaRue came to my show. Larry uh, LaRue. Larry fucking LaRue. Yeah, the Who, captain. I, oh, bro. dude, the captain, dude. Captain came to my show. Dude, fuck yeah. Uh, and he gets there at the beginning. Not not Captain Kirk, but he, he, no. he plays open mics and he wears a legitimate, like, sea captain's hat and yeah, a suit and, a and he suit. raps <laughs> and he wears aviators yeah yeah um all night all um, fucking night long and he's like raps in this really sort of like deep it's like, like a beastie boy kind of thing but not yeah but like he's got his own thing going on at yeah. first i thought it was cheesy and gimmicky and weird and then like since i've been running open mic i've seen him a lot and just at other open mics at rockies at whatever at you know at justin's and um uh having seen him so many times and knowing that he's just completely improvising and freestyling almost everything that he does, I have grown to have so much respect for him. And uh, I just love, I love the whole thing now. Um, yeah. But he showed up last night and he was in street clothes. He was oh, wearing like a, you know, Larry? he was wearing like a flannel and like a vest nice. and like a fucking baseball cap. So he didn't have the captain's, the sailor well, he came hat up on. to me and he was like, hey, what's going on? And I was like, do Oh, oh shit! What's up, Larry? Like, what yeah. the hell? His name is actually, I think. Um, so what? But uh, anyway, okay. Oh shit! I just outed him. I forgot this is a podcast. Oops. Deal with it. Forgive me, Larry Larue. Um, I'm probably wrong about that, anyways. Um, but he, uh, so he showed up, and I didn't recognize him. It took me a second to recognize him. Uh, we got to chatting, and I was like, you know what, man, like. I'm playing a beat set with like live instruments and Ableton. Um, I've got some hip hop beats. Like you want to just freestyle one with me on mm -hmm. stage? And he was like, yeah, man. So he came up and I played this really heavy, like dark hip hop beat that I have. Um, that's like very minor. Like the guitar part for it is like, fucking like heavy like and the bass is just subby and deep and way too loud so did he throw down like he threw down oh, he threw heavy. down hard nice. people were losing it it was fucking awesome Dude, like, that's awesome i started having like i started doing this little like lead line on it and then i was kind of singing i would start singing things that he was improvising so he'd say a yeah. line that he you know how he repeats phrases sometimes like almost like a chorus yeah i would get in on it and start singing it like it just like sort of um what is that called? Call and response to what he was yeah, doing. Absolutely. And like, yeah, it turned out really fucking Dude, that's cool. Like some, like, <laughs> that's some bread and butter shit. Call and return, man, bro. And, just, and I do that shit all the time. Also just seeing your boy at the show and then inviting him on stage, like yeah. last minute, just like, Hey, you want to fucking, I trust you. I've seen you. I saw him freestyle a 10 minute set, uh, on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just did 10 minutes straight. Dude, I was like, that's, a marathon how do you think of that much shit to say like yeah, i don't know that's crazy no i know like freestyle is crazy i did my first written this morning actually oh really my first written and first written rap and recorded do you want to hear it yeah is that is it. that can we do it yeah dude. um it's actually it's a beat by uh my homie Derek grant and uh yeah, it, i was gonna say later we should um listen to some of my released beat stuff because i don't think you've heard i would love that yeah um, yeah we do it on the podcast or off the podcast whatever you want to do man That's whatever cool. you want to do man it's your podcast yeah this full Derek grant makes makes some wicked beats all right so this uh, this song is called necromancer and it's just the idea of, of channeling the dead greats are you ready fuck yeah 
All right, let me. Uh, I gotta fade it in so it doesn't like blow out your eardrums. I appreciate that. Super fly dancer Embody Biggie Beethoven's digging me Wine house I douse her blouse Get ahead from Maryland Even Hendrix wants to live this And Janice seen that she on another planet In the vein with Cobain Miles Davis never planned it Flying me like Maverick. Hey. Morris sends into me, so is Elvis Presley. Mac Millicent shivers down my spine. Goosebumps. Ray Charles got me going blind. I channel the dead, I channel the greatness They wanna live again and never left, never came Until we meet again, it's all the same Yep Yeah, yeah <laughs> I need to re-record it, but it's like, yeah Might as well meet God Yeah, throw down some, yeah, hell yeah Trying to get Sean to play guitar on it. That's nice. Super fly dancer. Channel the greats. They want to live again. Anyway, you can listen to the whole thing on uh, on on YouTube, but it's uh, I honestly like this one. This one is a sample from Alice in Wonderland, 1969. And a beat from my buddy Derek, me and X. Is it, are you down to listen to it, or is it? I mean, we can edit it. We'll. Like, we'll I mean, we can. You know, whatever. Yeah. I try to stay clear these niggas. Education and shivers, nigga, like Rico. Hondolo, numero uno, sub zero. Throwing these balls like Bolo, solo. This is a thing I speak, but just don't feel the same. Just don't feel the same. I just take pictures, fade, and look like CGI. Looking through my window pane, I feel some pain. Speak my name out your mouth. Astral overhead, the Jake scratches over. Start the lessons. Some lesson, lesson, lessons, and the lessons are never connected. It's only the best laboratory, our story. A quiet place is on my mind, and sometimes I can find the time in the void. All my people left behind, I pushed away. Sometimes I don't know what to say to make you stay on my wine. So I just in my wine, time to time, and she on my mind. I need to find the tone. 
absolutely did not um it will see it may make the cut it may not <laughs> i'm not concerned so about it <laughs> we got the best Maybe. editor in the biz i kind of want to smoke a cig um would you be down to tell these people a little bit about yourself is that weird or do you have any i mean do you have any words of wisdom for these people i mean it's kind of early for words of wisdom but words of wisdom let me just grab my cig <clears throat> yeah yeah you're good um well, yeah, I guess uh, my name is Random. My parents named me that. Yeah, dude, let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> like, your name's Random Temple, which is, like, cool because people talk about the human body like it's a temple. And you're, like, a random human body, which everyone is. That's true. And you're, I mean, I don't know, what were your, your parents? were fucking rad, it sounds like. I mean, yeah, yeah, they're, they're still rad. Um, they met... Um, surrounding like deadhead kind of culture um, in the 80s and dated for a couple of years. I was born in 91. Um, allegedly on fucking dead tour, they conceived me, <laughs> supposedly. 
and uh, you know, I don't know. They're um, they're weirdos. My mom's a psychologist. Um, actually, so is my dad, and they're both musicians. Um, they both play gigs almost as much as I do. Oh, seriously, um, they're still playing out right now. To this yeah, day? and they're both pushing sixty. My dad is like a, they're both huge deadheads. So my dad plays a lot of Grateful Dead covers and classic rock and shit. And oh, nice. is that a train? Yeah, that's cool. Um, but yeah, uh, they both still gig. Uh, my dad does a lot of covers and plays like ski resorts and shit. And those people out there in Vermont love like the jam band, you know, acoustic type vibe. He's just an old stoner. Do you and your dad ever play covers together? Like you guys playing like we have? Uh, yeah. He came and visited me a couple of years ago in like 2021, um, and I played a show at Enigma Bazaar. Um, rip. Um, and they actually, the one thing I will never forget about that show is that we did a 100% door deal and we sold a hundred tickets. So okay. I, I, and my buddy opened and like didn't want any money for the gig. Um, and then I just had this one other band. It was actually, it was Bailey Alora. Um, and they sold a few tickets too, but it was largely like walk-ins and they just, I don't know, they just didn't care or whatever. But either way, it was like, one of the most lucrative gigs I've like ever played but regardless towards the end of the night um my dad started like heckling me basically from the uh from the crowd and was like when are we gonna play fucking blah 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 god damn it play free bird yeah all this shit so he literally got up and fucking uh I was like what can we do where like I can probably sing a harmony and you can just sing the verse or whatever like um, I, I teased this earlier and I just got up and in the end I had a good looking mama who never was around she grew up tall and she grew up right with them Indiana boys on the Indiana night so we got up there and did that and Dude, that's such a great song, dude. Yeah, I mean, I've been, that's like one of the first covers I ever learned. I think I've probably played that song more times than I care to even. Well, last last Dance with Mary Jane. Is yeah. it, what's, is that, is that the name? Petty. Yeah, is that, yeah. The, that's the name of it, right? Last Dance yeah. with Mary Jane. Yep. Dude, Petty was the man. One more time to kill the pain. Um, yeah, I've been covering that song since I was like, 17 probably nice um weird circle i realized the other day that i think the first cover i ever learned was by murder by death have you ever heard of, the, heard oh. of that band yeah dude the fucking yeah i have it's a uh, get on with it put off the fuss you chicken shit you know, nice. the, the, you know that song? I see them flaming in the sycamore Their bodies were stiff as a two-by-four Their heads were tilted down towards the ground um, Dude, that's so sick, man. Weird full circle, though. My friend Tyler now, who I'm starting to Dude, play. He used to be in my band. He plays bass for them now. Tyler Williams, yeah, he yeah. plays fucking bass He plays bass, band. yeah, he like goes on the road with them. Yeah, I was like... I met him and he told me that. I was like, "What the fuck? What?" So I really wanted to impress him after he told me that. Not dude. You want to hear? You want to hear one of our songs with Tyler on bass? <laughs> yeah, play it. That's uh, super so we were we were called Limberwolf, and uh, our drummer died, so our our band uh, broke up. But uh, yeah, dude, he he can play the bass like 
Yeah, he's, he's great. He's dude, and honestly, and he's not. I, I, I met Tyler in high school. Like. High school battle of the bands. He was in a band called Pinkus, and he was the he was the front man. He was playing a strat, and he always wore gloves. He would wear gloves around, and it wasn't even winter. And we're like, what the fuck's going on? And it was like, yeah, he's like, I gotta keep my hands, I gotta keep my hands warm, you know? Because dude, he could shred back then. Like he could always shred. Like yeah, that that fool was just a shredder, like tried and true. All right, so check this out. This song's called Sirens, and this is Tyler Williams, or Tyler on the bass. just so clean and in the pocket and like he's not overly flashy but he could no. be if he wanted to be yeah. but he understands that that's not the purpose of the scene you know trying to get this uh, this job at guitar center and i went in there today because i had to get some tools for this setup on that martin and uh it's pretty hectic in there man like everybody's noodling around oh it's just it's, it's, it's a, a goddamn circus in there dude yeah, and i'm like do i want this for my life you want to listen to the solo from freebird every day yeah like seriously I mean, do it listen like, to somebody play the intro from stereo to heaven every single day and you just see me like in the back warehouse like swinging by a quarter inch cord <laughs> and they're like where's aaron and it's like oh he, he, he he's not on this earth anymore well, I don't know, man. I mean, a job, it's like, you need a job. Like, I'm gonna run out of money eventually. Especially if I keep buying Meta Ray-Bans, bro. Yeah, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> you think I can afford Meta Ray-Bans? No. But I, I made a nice relationship with this very large black woman at Sunglasses Hut. <laughs> and, you know, one thing led to another. Dude, I'm gonna be posting live stories. Like... In POV, it's going to be nuts, dude. I'm going to be doing all kinds of crazy shit. Fuck yeah. I kind of want to throw them on right now, but it kind of freaks me out. I don't want to freak you out. We're only 48 minutes in. We're not ready for that yet. Don't freak me out. Yeah, I'm not trying to freak you out yet. But yeah, dude, I'm trying to like, yeah, I'm trying to like do some crazy shit with those. Like, I don't know what. Like, hands free? Like, what? So anyways, I'm just, I, you know, I got, I try to get my, keep my finger on the pulse of technology if I can. I wanted to do an unboxing video, and I was like, nah, I better not. That's... I just can't. I better not. Fuck, what is it? What do you... What do you got there? 
Oh, I was trying to remember this. Um, it's called Internet of Love. It's a Unknown Mortal Orchestra tune. A really interesting riff. So it's like in six, and it's like it starts on F. so excited about having learned it that I sent a video of me playing it to Ruben, the lead guitarist and singer from an Immortal Orchestra. Yeah. He actually got back to me within a few hours with like that's a thumbs awesome. up. Dude, that's <laughs> awesome. That happened to me like, once, man. I was like, whoa. It's such a good feeling because like you can shoot, you fire off messages and like you don't get any responses, but like when you do, it's like wild connections over yeah. Instagram. Yeah, I actually recorded an EP. I was thinking we could uh, bring that up at some point. Um, called Night Owl in oh, Starfucker's cool. house um, nice. in, in Joshua Tree, California, um, with Riley Gear, the first drummer from a No More Orchestra from the first record, um, and I. Uh, yeah, he plays drums on it, and it's it's only three songs, but I'm really proud of it. And it just kind of like flopped. It was I thought it was going to be sort of my like, you know, uh, I was expecting a lot from it. Um, and we yeah. actually there's a short documentary about the experience too that my videographer and good friend Troy Pierce uh, uh, made and recorded. And uh, we actually entered it in some film competitions and stuff too. And uh, yeah. it was just called Temple, but it's like the process of me sort of recording one of these songs. It's like nine minutes. Dude, that's awesome! I'd love mm-hmm. to see that. Where can I? Where can I see that? It's not posted. I, uh, I've been thinking about doing like a Patreon for some exclusive sort of content and putting stuff like that in there. You should. Um, Why not, dude? I just started a Patreon myself. Yeah, just to have something that people like know they're seeing something special, something different. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like that's some, the only it, reason I've held back on releasing that. It's some secret shit. Some shit that you think is really it is worth it, yeah. and it's cool, and, it, and it's honestly set aside the video i think people people know you like you know that you're in what you're into and you're passionate about it and they're like i'd love to help support right random yeah like i'd love to help support them yeah how can i how can i support them you know know, not just directly like yeah sending somebody money dude exactly dude Um, and it's yeah it's kind of like a give and take thing it's like you know i I have something for you you have something for me and it's cool we can work together yeah it's not like fucking panhandling yeah no exactly you know it's a step above at least out here with a GoFundMe, like i want to do a record yeah that is what i did for night owl actually because it it was like a four thousand dollar project and i didn't you know i was like working at a chinese restaurant at the time as a server um i didn't really have it so i i was able to raise about three thousand dollars um with a gofundme that uh led to me going to joshua tree which was sick like um we actually like i ate i ate acid with riley on our last recording day and like his mom came through and she's got all these old Hollywood stories. Cause they're like, they live in like fucking LA. They're like, you know, I think, uh, Riley lives like half a mile from miracle mile. And I went to his apartment to pick him up and everything like Troy and I drove to LA, picked him up, picked up all the recording gear, picked up his drums, drove to Joshua tree, recorded for like five days, hung out out there. Um, and then drove him back and then drove back to, uh, Denver. So the documentary starts with me, in my apartment and it's like still dark out um and i like take a hit of weed and like uh say goodbye to my cat and um we like 
head out the door, and as soon as my front, or no, as it's as soon as uh, I put my guitar in the trunk and the trunk closes, the he synced up the trunk closing with like a drum solo while Riley was warming up from the first day, where he's just like kind of shredding, and then it fast cuts through like this um, drone footage of of us driving on the highway, so it's just like. And then you're in the first scene, which is just sort of, and that's like the opening credit. Um, and Dude, that shows, sounds awesome. Like, I'm trying to watch this fucking thing. Yeah, I'll, I can send you a link to it. I have it in my yeah. laptop, just like hidden away. Dude, um, you should. Dude, post a little clip of it, dude. Yeah, I've thought about that. You know, just too. a little, like, just a little just taster. Like, just give him a little taste of it. Like, yeah, oh, what like, is that? You know, because like, dude, I just and that I, way I can start the Patreon with something. Yeah, man. Like, I just, re- I, I just, when I was showing you that that track with uh, Tyler on bass. I just re-released that album. We, we recorded that in 2018. No shit. And I took it off the internet because I wasn't trying to pay distro kid and I wasn't trying to keep <laughs> it on the internet. And and, 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 and then I was just sitting there like, well, that's like doing a, a, a disservice to my friend Tim who passed away. Like that was his one of his last pieces yeah, of art. It should be out there. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's funny that you say that because I also took... Um, when I initially paid for my seat, I think I did use DistroKid, um, for Night Owl, I didn't realize that I didn't get like the infinite one, or maybe it was even before that started happening. There's an infinite one, but then they own, they own your shit. Right. Um, but I, so in order to get it on Spotify and all this other shit, I think I initially paid like $120 or something like that. And then I think it was two years went up and I got a notification that was like, your tracks will be removed from stores in 30 days if you don't pay another $120. And at the time, I was just broke. And I was like, for three songs to be on fucking Spotify? Fuck that. We should do a whole podcast about the evils of music conglomerations and corporations and how evil Spotify is. Well, dude, like I put, I put my. We could uh, talk about that at nauseum. Dude, I put my podcast on Spotify for free, man. I mean, I have to pay the host website, but that's like my website. Do what I can. I have a store on it. I can do whatever I want with it. Nice. And I just send an RSS feed to all the different platforms out there. It's called Really Simple Syndication, and it's just. It's just a, a base link at my site that all these other, like Spotify pulls from every so that week. Allows you to put it on there for free. So yeah, Spotify, iTunes, everything. Like all shit. you need is an RSS feed, man. I didn't know that. You and should. it's different because with music, you have to pay for that shit to right. put it on Spotify. You have yeah. to pay for that, which shit. is ridiculous because yeah. at this you know about the new rule, right? What uh, music on Spotify does not generate revenue under a thousand plays now. Really? Yeah, dude. And well. I mean that's fucked up first of all but yeah, it's, it's like ludicrous yeah it is ludicrous man but it's like I don't know man I, I like to have my shit on Spotify so I could just shoot a link to somebody like it's Me not too. it's not about making money I'm not making money on Spotify who's making money on Spotify Britney Spears oh and when people give you know I don't know I who's give- making money on Spotify how many plays do you have to hey hey Kirk how many plays do you need to to uh, make money on Spotify I can find out. So Snoop Dogg recently did an interview that I put on my story where Snoop Dogg said his manager called him. He was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know you broke a billion streams on Spotify. So we're going to come over and discuss it, blah, blah, blah. I got a check for you, whatever. And he's like, oh, shit, a billion plays. What did I get, like a million dollars? That's a lot of fucking plays. And his manager was like, no, it was about 45 grand. What? To Snoop Dogg. To Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg says that's 
highway robbery. That's yeah. bullshit. Like, yeah. And he like responds completely like. So what do you do? I mean, what do you do? What's the answer? Streaming, you... streaming is not the answer, at least not Spotify. Um, so you go back to hard copy? You go back to fucking... Selling merch, selling vinyls. Vinyls. Selling, uh, even cassette tapes. Um, but mostly I think how musicians are making money is... Number one, as a recording artist, sync licensing is brilliant, but you have to have a certain set of skills in order to do it. What do you um, mean sync licensing? So you get your music pitched, and it goes into what's called music sync libraries. Um, and from a sync library, a company, say the NFL, can choose something from that library based on your pitch and based on coordinating with a music manager or a placement manager. And then if they choose your song... It could be a 30-second clip of a hip-hop beat. But that's going to be the intro for, you know, some NFL sequence or something. You're going to get, you know, either a flat rate or most people will go for a residual. Okay. So then you literally, every time that's played, you make a certain amount of money. And you're getting royalties off of, like, some clip. that you have. Dude. And if it's on main, you know, if it's on major networks, then you're going to make thousands of dollars a year on well that's kind of cool i mean there's something two clips you 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 said you know 700 different songs and you've been playing little clips of songs and it's like kind of nice and it's like youtube uh they've got the shorts and it's like 60 second shorts and my shorts have a lot more views than my full-length videos because people that's just how shit is ingested these days you know that's why my for my most recent release uh forward same friend Troy who made the uh, documentary for Night Owl he lives in LA now but I sent him a shot of my body just in like a T-pose with some good lighting and he 3D rendered me into a video that's on my Instagram um, that is just and I gave him very specific he was like if I were to put you into like a 3D environment what would you ideally like what kind of environment would you want to put me into and I quote I was like I want to be in a Honey, I Shrunk the Kids style giant like garden, like an mm-hmm. overgrown sort of. Uh, so he made me this. Oh, nice, dude. That's awesome. How cool. And I'm just kind of like slowly walking. Dude, send that to me. Forward. I would love to post that for the episode. That hey. shit's awesome. Is that your your track? Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. It's just um, you strolling through a fucking mushroom garden. Yeah. All tiny. Like, yeah. But it's Dude, like, a giant I, and like, I gotta get my hands on that guy's number. What's his deal? He's like a computer. He's like a, what's he's a he video editing genius. Um, yeah. His name is Troy Pierce. I mean, let me look. Let's, okay. Let's plug his Instagram. Because, dude, quite honestly, I'm trying to build an army. Troy, Troy D. Pierce is his Instagram. Um, and yeah, he makes like, so he made one for, uh, Kainalu, who's like an artist from. Um, oh, I like that. That sounds nice. It's kind of like funky pop. Dude, I have to get in touch with this guy, man. Yeah, so he like built these. He'll build like a little 3D sort of like rendered space for like a little model of you to sort of do an action or something in. And, um, 
and then it'll just repeat like you know it's like a loop like the one of me walking is a seamless loop so i'm just forever like walking forward that's and, cool though it's like a dance with infinity man yeah and it's it's also on youtube with the whole song which is only like i think it's like two and a half minutes sure. it's a short song but um yeah it's called forward Dude, um, that's awesome Hey, yeah. hey, Kirk. Um, so, what's what, what's the rundown? I mean, how many plays do I have to get to make money on Spotify? So, there's nothing specifically on Spotify that tells you, but, but it does say one way to make money is to have about 100 listeners on Spotify within the last 60 days. I mean, that's fair. That's not 100 listeners per month. Per month. For two months. Um. But still, even even that being said, like you need well, you now need at least a thousand plays per track in order to generate any revenue. And I think the breakdown is point zero zero three seven cents per stream as what you make essentially. So times a thousand, that's thirty cents. Oh um, on a non Spotify uh, source, it does say one thousand streams would get you about four dollars. One hundred thousand streams would be about four hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah, so a million streams is about four grand. And a million streams is like that's a good chunk of streams. That's a lot dude. of fucking streams, dude. In order to have a million You're streaming, streams, man. Like, that's that's a fat stream. Even on multiple say you have over a million streams on Tidal, Spotify, Deezer youtube whatever all of that put together you're still not going to make a six-digit salary off of streaming per year even if you're getting millions of streams per website and it's not about said, see that's the thing you, that being you, said you know how much money it costs to get a million streams on Spotify. you're not gonna make money streaming it's no. like streaming sites. It's like a digital business card it's like hey man you know if you want to listen to my shit go on this website it's a well-known website. It's reputable. My shit's on there. Check right. it out. That's it's not I mean. like, hey, I'm looking for your point zero zero three cents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, yo, this is my shit. It's my business card. Right. So what are we talking about? We got to make money on vinyl, which is expensive to press. And there's yep. not a lot of mach- uh, machines around pressing no. vinyl anymore. Yeah, it's a boutique sort of Yeah, but it's sick. It's yeah. really sick. Oh, but you dope. have to have some capital to do it. Yep. Um, so what merchandise? So uh, I'm selling coffee mugs and fucking stickers and yeah, shit, trying stickers, to make money. Like t-shirts. What? I mean, yeah, you like, have to insane. turn yourself into a brand essentially. That's like why. Yeah. Okay. So, oh man, I, I hope, I don't know if I should say this or not, but, um, so I got an interview request at the recommendation of my friend, Ike Spivak, amazing saxophonist, killer, like metal arc jazz crusher guy. I've known him for years. He's on a bunch of my recordings. We can play with it. One of them. Um, he invited me to be interviewed by a local magazine. I guess I just won't say which one. And they sent me this request, and it was the most in, like impersonal list of questions that I was chosen from a drop-down menu. Um, mm-hmm. And there was like six questions, and all of them were like circled around risk and profit. 
And yeah, like, it's, it was like, what, how do you feel about starting a small business? It's like, like the corporate America it? set up. I, I dude, I got asked to do an interview by some, this guy and I won't say his name either, but he's got a podcast on the internet and I did, I used to work in the cannabis industry with him and it was the same thing. He sent me this fucking super bland email super with a drop down email or yep. the drop down, you know, or what questions yeah, exactly. you can choose from. And it's like, no, thanks, man. And usually yeah. I like to have a list. I didn't have a list tonight. And I should have, but oh, of course, it seems like whatever. I you mean, know? I'm an improvisational type guy. Guru. <laughs> I just, yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah, so like, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think that's that's very cool, but different strokes for different folks, you know? It just, I found it a little bit offensive, and I started thinking about it. And one of, like, one of the questions, for instance, was like, what's the biggest risk you've taken as a small business owner or something like that, and how did it work out? And I was like... Being a musician, yeah, maybe. How about that for fucking taking a risk? Like, Dude. you think this is just? You think it's a bread and butter to like be a freelance gigging musician? Like, you don't even know anything about me. You're, these questions are basically like kind of like uh, instigating me with a little bit of uh, what I would like respond and being kind of uh, I don't know. Made me feel a little saucy. Let's say. Dude, you want to know what my biggest risk is that I took today? Uh, three and a half racks on a pair of fucking Ray-Ban Meta Wayfarers. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? I'm throwing them on. Dude, I made a connection with D, the super thick black woman, and she was a real sweetheart. And, dude, it just happened. I don't know, man. I almost got these reverse lenses, and they were like, you know, a couple hundred. And I was like, well, who am I? Fucking Kanye West? Like, <laughs> Jesus you know Christ. what I'm saying? Fucking wild. This shit is insane. This shit is in fucking insane. Dude. It's crazy. So yeah, like, just let me know if you like start feeling like you're gonna seize out or anything. All right. <laughs> I think I'm. I'm I should right. be good. All right, cool. Because yeah, dude, like officially, this is happening. I mean, and I'm like, dude, I'll write this shit off. You know what I mean? I'll write this shit off. Do you know what I'm teasing there? But you know what that is? What? Oh, what's She seemed impressed by the way he came in Tell us a story, I know you're not boring Blah 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 blah, 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 blah. what's the second line? You sound so sleepy, believe me, just be me So please don't slow me down, am I moving too fast? You're in a strange part of our town. Then like the fucking. Oh hell yeah! Okay. <laughs> yeah, nice night over here. You know what I'm talking about? What track is it? I've heard it. Uh, Reptilia by The Strokes. Oh, the strokes are so fucking good. You know who's sick, dude? Speaking about, like, different tunings and, like, cool shit, like, uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, man, they, like, build their own fucking, they they have, like, specialized fretboards and, like, they have, like, different different, uh, octaves and weird shit that they do. Like, it's crazy, man. They also release a new album, like, every six months or something, don't they? Yeah, dude, they're putting out. They're putting out. They put out like a yeah. shit ton of music, and not like Mac DeMarco, just like a hundred tracks, but like <laughs> fucking wild. Dude, that shit is wild, man. Mac, I was. I like Mac DeMarco. I wanted to bring up an artist who I wondered if you heard have heard of, uh, who I really love, 
Oh, I cover a bunch of his songs. He's going to be here in a little bit, too. He's playing a solo set um, at the Gothic, I think, or something. I can't remember where, but I really would like to see him again. Have you ever uh, listened to a dude whose name is Andy Schaff? No, never. Um, I really love this artist. Um, he's a Canadian singer-songwriter. Um, would you like to hear part of one of his songs? Yeah, of course. Do you want me to pull it up on here so we can listen to it through the... Oh, I was just going to play it. Oh, yeah. Great. That'd be great. Uh, here. Some things that I need to get off of my chest. Can we find somewhere quiet? I've got some smokes. If you've got a light, <laughs> sometimes when I'm by your side. So right, it feels like nothing could go wrong. And does it ever feel like that to you? And does it ever feel like that to you? That percu- the percussive uh, bowl caching? Yeah, that's perfect. Perfect. Um, I didn't mind it. But yeah, uh, I, I like this song in particular because the context of the song is really interesting. It's called To You. Um, here, I'll play part of the second verse and then explain sort of what it's about. Um, so okay. he says, um, oh, I don't know what I mean. It sounded wrong. I'm just tired of not being weird. Just mean that you're a good friend It's hard to explain Forget I said anything Oh, get over yourself I'm not in love with you It just came out all wrong Guys and laugh it up. Why am I even so prized that it never feels like that to you? That it never feels like that to you. I guess it never feels like that to you. I guess it never. To 
so nice well done dude that was cool thank you um i really love him um that's from a record of his called the party and the lyrics if you listen to them it's essentially about um so he says jeremy can we talk a minute it's just i've got some things i need to get off my chest can we find somewhere quiet i've got some smokes if you've got a light um, he's, it's it's essentially a platonic love letter from one dude to another or one friend to another without, um, you know, the context being that it's misinterpreted by the receiving party. And they like, you know, oh, tell the guys and laugh it up. Why am I even surprised that it never feels like that to you? Um, so the idea is it's, it's this unrequited platonic love mm-hmm. um, from like one friend to another. And I think that's a really unique experience and something that probably a lot of people have experienced um not being received in a social situation um and sort of feeling like you have love for this person or you want to express it but you you don't feel requited you feel sort of lost on the person and i think it's a really beautiful thing for a song to be about um, yeah just because it's a feeling that comes around quite a bit especially for poor dudes yeah, important. Well, and just like I don't know, you know, being a musician, being a you know, being in the public eye at all in any capacity is really you know we take risks on these relationships, and you never know you know who has what intention. But it's really it's a beautiful song. The whole record is really interesting. It's he doesn't like to call it a concept album, but I kind of think it is because it's. Um, uh, it's called the party, and every song on the record is um, from a different person at the same party's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, can I play another s- snippet of another one? That's the, yeah, f- sure. it's the first track. So it's called early. The first track is called "Early to the Party." Okay. Early to the party. First one there, overdressed and underprepared, standing in the kitchen, stressing out the host, pulling teeth till anyone arrives. So it's um. Dude, that's like my favorite one you played so far, dude. It's really that took me. That took me there, dude. Moody. I, I went there, dude. Um, Who is right. that for? Andy Schaff, S H A U F. He's a Canadian singer songwriter. He'll be here in like a couple of months. Dude, um, one of the most amazing live shows I've ever seen. Because at the Gothic, this is the only time in my entire life I've ever been to a concert where, between songs, you could hear a pin drop. I'm saying and the that's theater the was best full. sign. The theater that's was the best full. sign. Nobody said a goddamn yeah, word. Yeah, they give you space. Because the they band... They give you sonic space. The to... band itself is quiet. They're a quiet band. Mm-hmm. Like So people were listening up like, people we want to hear this shit. Because they yeah. wanted to hear that shit. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's also a very soft-spoken songwriter. Dude, that's a like good sign at open like, mic. When I listen to my playback on my open mic sets... You're like when, screaming and you're You hear like, people oh, talking and talking, but when once they stop talking, it's like, okay... Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's like, what you're looking for. Right. I'd rather have silence during the song than applause at the end. That's why I get super, super quiet on the chorus of reminiscing. Um, it's like, listen, listen. Uh, what is it? Um, Can I get a little sample of reminiscing? Uh, 
what's the first? So the chorus is um, Friday. <clears throat> oh God. Friday night it was late. I was walking home. We got down to the gate and I was dreaming of the night. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't turn out right. How to tell you, girl? It's true. Wanna make you understand I'm talking about a lifetime plan. So I'm just gonna go to the chorus, but the chorus. Please, always, sorry, I'm so sorry for <laughs> that. that was I was trying to come in with a nice shit. smooth beat and it was so uh <laughs> Um but so the chorus I always get really quiet and I go, Hurry, don't be late. I can hardly wait. I said to myself when we roll, and I come up, we'll go dancing in the dark, walking through the park and reminiscing. Yeah, we did that actually, me and my buddy, uh, as like an opener last night with just two guitars, and because nice. he actually showed me that song, and I was like, bro, these changes. This is wild. This is yeah. such a cool fucking. I love that song, dude. Interesting arrangement. I've like, heard you play that a couple of songs, a couple of times at open mic. It's the, it's the jam. Yeah, when I don't know what to play, I just play that now. That's how I feel about my song radio, zombie radio. Yeah, like I just it's my go-to. That's the song that fucking I got props from the artist on, uh, because it's a sample from the Flaming Lips. It's approaching. Shit, what? uh, And Wayne Coyne sent me heart heart emojis. Yeah, (laughs) that's so great. I I, like shat, dude. Fuck yeah. The only other thing I have like that, other than meeting Riley from Unnumbered Orchestra, basically over Instagram, was uh, one time I did a remix. Actually, this is kind of a somber note, but um, mm. <laughs> it was the day after Ma- Mac Miller died. Oh, fuck. Um, and do you, have you ever heard of a guy named Derek Hodge? No. He's a bassist who plays with, like, Robert Glasper and fucking, like, uh, just, like, all-star hip-hop jazz, like, crowd people. Like, he's, you know, he's friends with, like, Marcus Miller and, like, a bunch of people. Um, but, um, so he... Uh, released this really somber, like original piano composition. It's really jazzy. Um, actually, wait, I have the video on my Instagram. You got the vid? Yeah, because it was well. So when I first started making beats, I used to do this thing, and I still do, called Thirty Beats in Thirty Days. Oh, I was gonna bring that up. I'm so glad you did, man. Yeah, that's how I first. That's how I first found out about you, dude. Yeah. Um, so every day you do a new beat and a new days. song. It's like a full song, right? Like yeah, every I just day. Write and record something brand new every day. Post it on the internet, and we would do like two videos a week when I first started of these. Um, uh, original compositions that I was using. But so this one was called heroes, um, is what I named it. And, uh, it was like, I straight up ripped his piano part from Instagram, tossed it in Ableton and then made like a live beat of it. But, um, how crazy is it that you can just do that these days, dude? I've just been ripping shit left and right. Oops. And that's some good uh, videography too, man. Yeah, Troy's really talented. I'm, I was I cried when he moved. We had a whole like 
Dude, so you can play the drums. I just found that out. And <laughs> yeah. uh, we're looking for a drummer, honestly. Hey. And, dude, we're looking for a... Because there's something to be said about a, a set of acoustic drums on the stage. Like, the, yeah. the energy of that is very powerful. No, it changes a performance. Like changes the whole dynamic. Because beats, there's a time and place for beats. And I think yeah. any time, really. Beats yeah. are awesome. So, yeah, we should actually... So, there's... Uh, on Bandcamp, I have my... Um, from October of this last year, or September. I do it every September now. And I've done it for six years. So I've written 180 songs in the last six years, just in September. Quite a catalog, dude. Impressive. Um, thanks. Yeah, it's it's weird to look back on in retrospect. Even last night, we were performing some songs I wrote in, in the last few months, and I was like, oh, fuck, what are the chords to this? I have no idea. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, that's terrifying. <laughs> I don't know my own comments. Everybody's just looking at you like, all right, next track. Yeah. Let's talk more rock. Okay. Oh my God. Um, but yeah, so on, on Bandcamp, I have the first 15 beats. So what I do now is I take the two weeks, the first two weeks, and instead of posting every day, I post a mix of the first two weeks worth of songs. Um, and. Should I set this you know up? what I've been posting here? Pass it to me. You, you know what I've been posting is um, I've been posting directly onto YouTube, unlisted, so that you can send the link to your homies and they can just check it out on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah. So absolutely. you have to you have to make a video. That's the one thing. There's an extra right. step in the process. You have to throw it into iMovie or whatever. Right. Make yeah. just throw a picture on it. Make a quick little fucking video and throw it on yeah. YouTube. Of course. Yeah. And it's there. And, it's there. and then if you want to go public with it, you can. And, and it's if, free to uh, upload. Free you can to just, upload as much as you I want. I used to use yeah. SoundCloud a lot, but I ran out of space so many times now that I've like I put a lot of stuff on Bandcamp. Yeah. Um, <coughs> that jazzy dude that jazzy shit you were playing reminded me of uh it reminded me of the uh like i said the unforgettable dude because fucking can i even play that on hey. e over c always sounds so fucking good <laughs> they get a little diminished Major minor. <laughs> I like that old timey turnaround style. I feel like I'm in the pick and parlor. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> what is this? It's uh, Unforgettable by Nat King Cole. Dude, oh, you want to yeah, sing it with shit. me? Fuck, I don't know the lyrics. That's like. Um. Um. In every way. As stay. As it's incredible as someone so I don't, dude. I uh, that that guitar is not gonna sound good. Oh, okay. Um, just keep that in mind. Hey, go grab the Alvarez from the um, the Alvarez is what you want. Oh, okay. And then we could both tune up and just have a straight up internet jam, dude. Think about it. Yeah, that that, that guitar right there. Everybody wants to pick it up and they get excited about it. And it's like this old retro Japanese classical, but 
I put it together with like uh, mixed parts. It's in the actual. It's in that wooden thing in the. Oh. Okay. Yeah. See nice. it. I love your setup, man. Thank you. Yeah, that 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 Alvarez was like my first acoustic. That's a really. It's something else, dude. I'm forgettable. This is the first time I played this guitar. It has a great feel to it. It does. I'm I'm super spoiled by my flat wounds, so I'm not used to playing acoustic. Like what's your money track? What's your what's your money track dude, oh, like that for, you go to that you're just like on target with that you're just like yeah that's my money track. Well, reminiscing, but um, also my sure. But like, my, uh, well, I, for some reason, I make cover because I reminiscing is like totally your fucking hit song, but <laughs> dude, uh, uh, your cover though. Yeah, out of, out of your seven hundred. No, remi- reminiscing. Reminiscing a cover? is a cover. It's, oh, really? It's Little River Band. Jesus, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. We'll go dancing in the yeah, it's fucking... Uh, so I'm looking through... Oh, that's a good one. Sunny by Bobby Hebb. Hang on. Oh, wait, no, it's... No, wait. Thank you. 
Okay, wait, it's right here. Let me just look real quick. This is why I love this app, because I can literally just like look up any of all these covers that I've learned over the years and shit, because I don't remember shit a lot of the time. Um, okay, e, yeah. Dude, I don't think, I don't think uh, Silky's brother is going to get oh. this guitar. Because I'm going to leave the country with it. <laughs> Seriously, this guitar feels so good, man. I'm going to leave the country with this Martin D28. Acoustic guitar hit me. So you know, so it's like... Sunny or sun, sunny. Yeah, that's where it is. Sunny. Yesterday my life was full of pain. Sunny. You smiled at me and took away the pain. Now the dark days are gone and the bright days are near. My sunny one shines so sincere. Oh, sunny one, so true. I want you. It's like a Bobby Hebb tune. I never heard that one. It's all blues, blues standard. But man, I got everything from D'Angelo to Coldplay, Death Cab, Elliot Smith. Ooh, Elliot Smith. Uh, you ever done uh, Smith is Son sick. of Samson? You know that song? Um, oh shit. Smith. Like, I know of him, but I don't know a lot of his shit. I knew that, dude, he stabbed himself in the heart, and that's he, kill, he killed himself. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly stabbed himself in the heart Twice. multiple times. Yeah. Twice. Yeah. That's, that shit's uh, crazy, dude. I don't love a way to go out. I'm a huge Elliot Smith fan, for sure. Um, so check, the, check out this melody. Well, some, something's happening, don't speak too soon. Told the boss off, and I'll make my move. I got nowhere to go. Son of Samson, son of shining path, clouded mind. Oh, couple killer each and every time. I just love the that, that chord's gnarly What is that? It's a augmented um, It's like A flat augmented That's a yeah. hell of a stretch You can play the A over it I just got a chord poster from Guitar Center. Like a total fucking noob <laughs> hey. novice. But dude, there's like oh, yeah. there's like 80 chords on there. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. Hell like, yeah. hell yeah. I'm just gonna like, fuck you yeah. know, drink my coffee, learn a chord. Dude, I mean, I had an ex-girlfriend who bought like a dude, this book is, I like that was like every chord. Oh, that's cool. It's gnarly. Yeah, that's super gnarly. Hey, 
That's like some, really, that's, that's some wicked shit right there, dude. That's yeah, some yeah, of that some witch dark, shit, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. some dark-ass fucking... Was it like melodic minor? Yeah, I mean... Um, loosely. I'm not... Like, my theory is pretty good, but I'm not a great soloist, like, guitarist. I don't... I think it's personally because I don't play with a pick, and I just kind of like... I don't play with a pick either, dude. But, like, I've never considered myself a solo guitarist. It's like you've like got ten fingers. You might as well utilize them all. I mean, that's... So at least utilize, like, eight of them at so seven of them. There's a song I'd like to show you um, that's on Night Owl. Uh, if we could even listen to it, that would be great. That's called uh, Trash Life. Um... And it features this uh, strumming style and pattern that I only really do on this song, but it's like... Um That's nice. This is like a 6-9 shape, it's like an E. just like the the intro of the song dude, that's a kind of nice of i like that dude, that's like a hell of a roll dude that's like those are like some jelly rolls dude some jelly rolls. those are like some those are some rolls let me see dude. that tootsie roll yeah that's a, that's a tootsie roll scenario dude seriously i started kind of like experimenting with like pseudo flamenco finger picking stuff this like my, i'm gonna start oh i i, I trained with a flamenco guitarist for have, a little while you don't have a beard do you no i got some water we can go get it's 10.30. We can, like, intermission if you want. This is my, like, weird original that I made with some weird figure-picking. It's a... Uh, uh.
I'm out of tune. Can I borrow that tuna? Can I borrow that tuna? Can I borrow that Oh man, my, my voice is like wrecked today. Sang a whole ass gig, partied too hard. Yeah, dude, my voice is a little bit wrecked too from going too hard lately, but it kind of makes it a little sexier, you know? <laughs> You know, I mean, that's just trying to stay positive, you know. But I mean, look at Janis Joplin. That bitch had a raspy-ass voice, but you knew it was her, and she sounded great. She also died in her own puke. True. That'll happen when you go hard. <laughs> if you go too hard, you know? Um, oh, that reminds me of another... So one of the tunes I wanted to play last night, I didn't get to because it was a half step down, and I was like, oh, fuck. I fucking sorry, you were playing something. I Bitches they ship by hoes and tricks to lick on these nuts and suck the dick. Get the fuck out after you're done. Hops in my ride to make a quick run. That that's all I know. It, <laughs> it's it's vulgar, it's profane. <laughs> what about this one? Um Karate, I'll kick your ass. Yeah. From here to Tiananmen Square. Oh, yeah, you motherfucker. I'm gonna kick your fucking dairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You broke the rules. Now I'll pull out all your pubic hairs. You motherfucker. You motherfucker. Kyle betrayed me and then he lied, tried to hide, and I died deep inside. And you know the reason why I'm gonna kick your ass from here to right over there. Oh, yeah, you motherfucker, I'm gonna kick your fucking dairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You broke the rules, and now I pull out all your pubic hairs. You motherfucker. You motherfucker You motherfucker You motherfucker You Thank you.
take your ass from here to right over there. Yeah, you motherfucker, wanna kick your fucking derriere, yeah. You broke the rules, and now I'll pull out all your pubic hairs. You motherfucker. Like, I was into that. What is the... Uh, oh, like, I'm honestly... I, there's a chance I'm going to shed a tear when I listen to the playback on that. <laughs> and you know... Oh, shit, my bad. And you know I'm fucking tagging Kyle Gass on that shit. And, and fucking Jack Black on that. <laughs> Guaranteed, dude. Dude, I feel like Kyle Gass would respond, dude. He's just like dude. this random... He's just like a guy, you know? He's hilarious, dude. but he's just like a guy, you know? Pick a Destiny is like a comfort movie for me. Super hard. Like, if I'm really depressed... Pick a Destiny makes me feel good. Yeah, like, that movie's awesome, man. Like, Jack Black's a mastermind. I think he's hilarious, yeah. dude. That and like Encino Man are like two of my favorite films of all time that are objectively not necessarily good, but because <laughs> Encino <laughs> Man, that's uh, Pauly Shore, yeah, right. I haven't seen that movie in a minute. Like maybe Brendan, I saw that movie Brendan like Fraser. Saw that shit maybe once. Oh, it's it's Brendan Fraser. Yeah, it's Pauly Shore. Pauly Shore's Fraser also in and, it. Okay. Uh, 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 Sean Astin. Because, yeah, I feel like maybe I saw that movie once, like, you know, 20 it's years ago. The whole premise shit. is fucking nonsense. It's like, yeah. it's like a camp movie that comes off as not being camp because it's so adept at being camp. Dude. I feel like. Okay, so the premise is Sean Astin is a high school senior and he's digging a hole in his backyard because he wants to build a pool so that he can become prom king, essentially, which, you know, follows That's that weird. Oh, so if he, so everybody's going to come over and hang out at his pool and yeah, he's going to be like he's a be cool fucking guy. Because he has okay. a pool. Complete, okay, that's just the first yeah. nonsensical thing. Love it. Um, next up, while digging for this pool, they find literally, and I kid you not, a frozen caveman in his backyard under the ground that is just still frozen. Um, and so what do they do? They decide to thaw him with a bunch of space heaters in their garage. So they do so while they're at school the next morning and they come back and they can't find him. So they follow a fucking muddy trail of uh, chaos and mayhem back into their bedroom and meet Brendan Fraser, the caveman, um, and he continues to uh, go to high school with them. So they they revived him, no sweat. Yeah, and he was Brendan Fraser. Yep, he was smarter as a caveman. And they revived, <laughs> they thawed him out, and he was Brendan Fraser. Dude, he's actually got a, quite a wide range. I uh, love, Brendan Fraser, I he's like right Brendan up there Fraser. with Nicolas Cage. I dude. love him. George of the Jungle. Oh man, come dude, on! Don't even George of the Jungle too, bro. The Mummy. Come on, fucking the Mummy. Mummy too, dude. Bro. Mummy I mean, Returns, bro. Come on. I have both of those on VHS. Yeah, Brendan Fraser's pretty cool, I guess. Oh, uh, you know, I liked him in uh God. What's the new one called? With that the whale. Or something? When he was with that smoke show of a woman, Elizabeth Hurley, bedazzled oh, yeah. or or who was uh, when she was yeah, the bedazzled. devil. Yeah, yeah, bedazzled. yeah. See, Kirk knows. Fuck. Kirk, <laughs> oh my God. Kirk hit rewind on that fucking movie a couple of times. She was, like, <laughs> she was looking great, man. Oh, man. And she had like you know, she was just looking great. Ugh. Uh, Elizabeth Hurley, I'm into, um, and also Kate Beckinsale. I, I was going to say, I love that, okay, like, British, for, the British kind of. Speaking of which, let's not forget about Rachel Weiss. 
Oh I don't know. I already forgot about her. I have no idea who that is. Uh, the female character in The Mummy, the first one. And the oh, she is beautiful. She is. It, oh and God. she has... Constantine. Kind of... She's also in Constantine. Oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. Too. I feel like that has become a cult classic, like, over time. Dude, that movie's cool. And that's like a superhero movie from, like, before there were superhero right. movies. Dude. Hell yeah. Well, and it's a dark... It's like a, you know, yeah. flawed superhero. superhero so movie, cool. Which, like, like, his interaction and the interplay between, like, heaven and hell. Yeah, and, dude. like... And that. Satan is played by, uh... Oh, fuck. Dude, I forget his name. Who plays Satan in, fuck, that movie? In I forget his name in Constantine. Oh, damn. Um, dude, he, he plays a great Satan. When he comes, when oh, he, when comes he comes in... And his fucking his his feet are like covered in like black tar. Yeah, and he's in that white oh suit, and he's walking in, and that motherfucker that Keanu is, like she like slid his wrist. He's that all scene fucked is out. Epic as fuck. Yeah, he's like he's, oh, it almost gives me chills to yeah, think about. Yeah, dude, he's like lighting a, He tries to light the cigarette, but he can't because he slid his wrists. Oh man, he's got that piece of jagged glass that yeah, he fucking dude. cuts his arm open with. Dude, like I, honestly, that's one of my favorite movies, dude. And I know that's kind of cheesy, but I like that movie, dude. Um, I. I it will, okay, and yeah, the Matrix, like, I like too. And I, like, honestly, I'm not. A, I mean, dude, I don't hate Keanu Reeves either. Like, he's he's up there too. Like, um, Keanu, fucking John Wick, man, he goes hard. I actually haven't seen John Wick. I saw um, all three of those on. You can see him on Tubi for free. Oh, dude. Or at least you could at some point. Peter Stormare. That's that's the guy who name. played Satan. And he does such a good job. He just yeah. like kills. He plays that a role. great Satan. Do you think um, Satan would be a man or a woman or just an entity or do you, even not even worth thinking about because it's so hypothetical? And Gabriel is played by that lady. I can't remember her. The name. androgynous uh, woman. Yeah, she plays a great. She so plays a great angelic. Is, oh my god! Because Gabriel is supposed to be a guy. The right? casting on the movie is. But just, an angel, an angelic guy would be kind of like a woman. Oh, and Shia LaBeouf. Fucking Shia oh, the sidekick, taxi driver. I love sidekick. Shia. Shia. tragic death at the end. I'm gonna sit down with Shia one day for sure. Dude. But, oh man, I wonder what. I feel like he's low key enough to where I could like get in front of that guy. I feel like I would have to go to him. But. He dropped like a pin in Denver like a few years ago. Oh, some really? like randomly on like some like Twitter or something, and he just showed up at some spot like some random fucking college campus or something. And that's, like, that's some Bill Murray shit. Yeah, and some dude I know actually like met him and just like was the first guy to get there. I would there love, dude. How cool like, to be to sit down and like, just drink a Heineken with Shia LaBeouf, <laughs> dude, and just be like, hey, dude, like Transformers was cool. Did you make out with Megan Fox? Like <laughs> yeah, Offset. Megan Fox is another fox, dude. Uh, yeah, she's a little superficial for well, me. She's like, a lot superficial you know, for me. Uh, you know, my w- number one all-time Hollywood crush is Shannon Sosman. See, I can't put a face on her either. A Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale. Okay, okay, Heath wait. Ledger. She's the dude. That's an that's a under underground fucking. That's a great movie too. Also, dude, I told you, I'm a med- I'm like a. Well I really enjoyed that movie, knowledge. and it's kind of a chick flick, but I don't care. It's a no, good movie. It's a Knight's Tale, dude. Like the soundtrack's good. She's like, also in Wrist Cutters. She's hot, and I can barely even still put a face on her, even though I know that movie. Have you ever seen Wrist Cutters? Patrick Fugit. No. I have um, incredible. They play a bunch of like Gogo Bordello in the soundtrack. The concept is in the very first scene of the mu- movie, uh, Patrick Fugit commits suicide. He slits his wrists and then he wakes up and he's in this like purgatory sort of land. And uh, he like doesn't have an appetite. He's like basically like undead. 
Um, and he has to like navigate through this whole thing. And he meets this chick, and her whole thing is she wants to talk to the people in charge of this place because her death was an accident or something. It wasn't a suicide, so she's not supposed to be here. And that's okay. like a large part of that. That's the, kind of a cool concept. Um, and yeah, like so they're on this like mission. It's this quirky little sort of like really dark like black comedy, uh-huh. um, largely centered around suicide and people's stories and like everybody like kind of it'll it shows everybody's like death story when you meet a new character it'll show them for like up front like how they died or like how they did it that's pretty cool which is really interesting but it's like a comedy sort of so it has like these dark tones but also i feel like a black comedy is a hard thing to it's a hard line to toe like if you were going to bring one single and one book in one uh movie to a to an island where, what would it be? And I know that's a cheesy that's a cheesy question. So let's maybe just start with the movie since we're on movies. I'm trying to think of my my movie. One of my favorites, at least top five. Blade Runner. Blade Runner's good, dude. Harrison Ford, the original. Yeah. Even the new one was pretty cool with, with Gosling. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're both good, but the first one is soundtrack is by Killer. what's his name Evangelist uh, I'm not um, sure Killer soundtrack and dude like this the, the effects mood, the effects the were effects, really ahead of their time the writing the mood it's got like film noir sci-fi just it's just drenched in like future dystopian fucking it's my favorite vibe um, that um, City of Lost Children uh, um, which is a French film starring Ron Perlman haven't seen that one. Oh my god incredible also same deal almost film noir just very moody but like modern sci-fi mm-hmm. um it's uh it's hard to even describe it's like so artsy that i think a lot of people skipped over it because it's like hard to digest almost mm-hmm. kirk have you seen this movie it's a french film you uh, said what which movie city of lost children city of lost children i, have I haven't seen it either uh, incredible fucking 90s dark like dystopian sci-fi um it's just the whole mood of the movie is really weird and bizarre Dude, and i'm into that shit i want to see that before before you leave we need to like exchange lists give you like a list different um, lists you know what do you think um dude i i I'm feel a, like, Pulp Fiction's really cool. Yeah. Um, I really like Tarantino shit a lot. Um, I usually lean towards, like, sci-fi epics. I gotta I like admit... like Blow. Blow is cool. But, like, I don't know. Favorite of all I time. Admit, like, dude, Forrest Gump is fucking really cool. I know it's dated, but New Hope. New oh, Hope. yeah, the Star Wars. You can't be sleeping on Star Wars. Dude. The whole f- idea of the Forrest just really intrigues me, Episode dude. 4, in specific, is just the music, the... <laughs> direction the acting the low key fucking awesome special effects like yeah Yeah. i don't know it's just one of my it's just a cinema masterpiece like no matter i don't know about the movie heat 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 oh shit with um is that denzel no nicholas cage uh oh john travolta i just watched that for the first time recently actually who do you say was val kilmer and who uh, Pacino and De Niro. Val Kilmer. Oh, yeah. um, De Niro dies. <laughs> De- Scarface, dude. I mean, come on. De-, De Niro dies in the end, right? He gets shot by. Um, is it Kilmer? Uh, yeah, I think it's Kilmer. Um, and he's got he's got like one leg up on the bench, and he's like, yeah. "You never leave your wingman." Yeah. <laughs> you know what I love uh, in the in that room, um, which I think is kind of obscure but really good. Um, 
starring uh, was it Jeff Jeffrey Douglas uh, Falling Down have you ever seen that movie no you know all these weird obscure fucking movies I have no idea Falling Down is the idea of someone going postal it's like the slow it's a slow series of events leading up to Jeff Douglas on a fucking pier with a rocket launcher at the end damn but like it just trickles like it starts with him in traffic and he's just like you know what fuck this and he gets out of his car he leaves it in like LA traffic middle of the day um, and then like he gets like jumped on the way so he hits this kid with his briefcase he ends up with the kid's knife he like kicks his ass ends up with a knife next thing like some dude comes at, with, at him with like a handgun he uses the knife and fucking like ends up with a handgun it's like this weird falling down is a great name for it because he's just like constantly on like this downward slope of like uninstigated violence <laughs> like Jeez. um dark but it reminds me of taxi driver for some reason similar yeah sort of it's just like he just winds up in the wrong scenario after wrong scenario and like ends up having to do all this crazy shit um so yeah i can talk about movies and tv forever i'm on suits right now i've been watching suits yeah my girlfriend was in that show i watched a couple episodes it seems like good what is it it's like a drama right yeah it's a a drama about law the idea the uh premise is there's this dude with like a photographic memory so he's able to memorize like the entire bar book he like didn't even go to to law school but he like knows he memorized the book or he knows everything and he just like loves law um he drops out of college for helping people cheat um he gets kicked out of college and then while trying to make a drug deal for his best friend a weed deal in new york he's in a suit and he has a briefcase full of weed he accidentally winds up in an interview for like one of the top harvard law firms and the guy likes him so much and he's able to prove to him with his photographic memory he knows everything about law that he gives him a job at this law firm even though he doesn't have a law degree and so the whole show is uh, essentially the dynamic is usually like is the main character going to get caught for this shit that you know that's that's basically the premise but it's very quick what i like about it it's witty it's quick paced um the character development is really good the writing is pretty good it kind of gets worse as it goes on but uh, most shows are like that <laughs> what is that movie with keanu reeves and he was a lawyer and he was like down south devil's he, advocate yeah dude with yeah. pacino pacino that movie's fucking dude, sick that movie's my trippy, favorite dude. line in that, that whole trippy, movie man. keanu reeves looks at uh, pacino and he's like where where are we is this is this hell and he looks at him and he says little hot for heaven ain't it <laughs> Fucking legend. His wife just like starts tripping out. <laughs> Bro, I was like, what the hell? Um, I actually named a beat that once. Little hot. Devil's for, advocate. No, little hot for heaven. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Um, yeah. What? Uh, Al Pacino had a kid at like eighty-seven or some shit. Oh yeah. Was hey, like, hey, Kurt. How old was Al Pacino when he had his most recent kid? And what was that kid's name? And and was his wife a smoke show? Thank you. Cooking up right now. <laughs> oh my god. Um, let's see what I got. Oh, I want to learn the Sir Duke line, but I'm like not good enough. Is it so chaotic right now? Um, so chaotic right now. Oh, you know what song's really fun? Mm-hmm. 
was going to play. Matter of fact, he was 83. 83 years young. Okay, so he's, yeah, he's, okay. And how, how old is the girl, the woman? Uh, the girlfriend, Nor Alfala, was 29. 29, dude. That's just what happens. I mean, you know? That's what happens when you're Pacino, man. I mean, dude, yeah. fucking Scarface, man. Are you kidding me? Yo, do you know what this is? Remember, uh, rem- <clears throat> fuck. Remember when you were young? Oh, whoops. You shone like the sun. Oh, nice. That's cool. You were caught in the crosshairs of Charlie's starter. Caught Pink in Floyd, a yeah? Yeah. A breeze. Dude, so cool. So many cool chords. Apparently, Roger Waters is an uh, anti Semite, but I'm not mad. Oh, what the fuck? God damn it. I hate this era. I, I just don't. I would rather just not know. I know that's probably ignorant of me, but just don't tell me anything about your politics. <laughs> Shit. I used to know it. things I remember learned that and dude, uh, like dude are you kidding me like he wrote that you know like he was just in the studio and he was like listening to playback and he was like yeah that'll do that'll do fine let's have some tea and crumpets I'm gonna teach my mom to play uh Like chords, I don't remember the fucking. Hey, wait, t- what, what is that again? What were you just playing before you're playing Godia? <laughs> that did sound like, but it's the same as the verse for fucking Carry On My Wayward Son. Um, oh, Carry so, On My Wayward Son. Boston. Okay. Yeah, sure, Boston. sure, sure. Um, see, so dude, like I'm telling you, I know way more shit than I like even. It's, it's awesome. It's impressive and refreshing that I know. Like I, I feel like you can sit around a campfire and just like oh, for just hours. destroy. Hours like, just bring a bag of smore, like a bag of marshmallows, you know, some Hershey's, you know, what was, and some ladies. And just play, dude. And you know what you want to do, too? Bring, like, a $100 Yamaha guitar, and at the end of your set, just throw it into the fire and just walk off. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, what you're, that's what you really need to do. And, like, honestly, like, you're, you're going to be into something. Do you, do you need this tuner? I want to show you. I have a 
uh, 90s alt-rock mashup that I kind of came up with. It started with, I'm just going to go through the references. I'm not going to play the whole song. Um, But one of the first ones uh, that I've been doing more the most recently is this... uh, Change into a fly. I looked away. Tool? No. No, almost. Nine inch nails? You're on fire. I don't know if I can do this without screaming.
locked inside your heart-shaped box for weeks. I'll just skip to the chorus because they're... challenge is let me hear an original <laughs> okay so I think we should um, listen to um, this original from my it's called Night Owl it's from my uh, album Night Owl 
But there's a song called Trash Life on that record that I'd love to actually listen to. And it's only on Bandcamp, if that's okay. Okay. Um, but this is, uh, this is a tune called Night Owl. at all or anything nah, i just do covers because like dude honestly man like original shit's rad thanks man um i also just have like so much shit that like over the years i've just gotten sick of playing to be honest like i mm-hmm. you know i i released that record in 2019 um so yeah. that song's been out for four years and it's not like i hate it but i'd rather play like for instance there's like a little riff that i've been working on got all these diminished things in it but I couldn't play it last night because it's technically the original recording is a half step down but so it's like uh, E major 7 uh, B half diminished B flat half diminished uh, D diminished uh, C sharp diminished so it's like I can't even see you right now because you're so diminished it's <laughs> true say this by far the best jam on any podcast i've had hey thanks man i've been having a blast i'm yeah, stoked same, same. i'm really grateful to be here thank yeah, you yeah same i'm glad that you're here dude and like this is immortalized forever like we'll be able to remember this moment forever and that's special man 
It is special. I think. Thanks for documenting it. I'm of stoned course. as shit. I'm good, I'm good. Hyped. Let's get more stoned. Yeah, yeah. So this that one sounds great. I've been calling Get Up. Okay, yeah. Will you perform perform this shit while I get the weed? Gonna teach myself how to get up here again. Seems like I've done this all before. Gonna teach myself how to work on only the things that seem to serve me more. Gonna teach myself how to be free again, just like when I was a child. Gonna teach myself how to work on only the progress that I wanna see in others. For the, but it's got this like fat beat on it. That's sick. Is that new? That's new. That's yeah. new original temple material. Yeah. That's jazzy. Yeah, yeah. It's got like I mean, it's like it's funny because the melody feels so major, but the like it's the, major in a really major way. Dude. <laughs> Dork. <laughs> but like all the chords are diminished except for the major seven, which is technically only a half step from diminished anyway. So. And which is something that you wouldn't generally do. You wouldn't usually do that, would you? Usually you just use a diminished chord like just as like an embellishment. In passing. Like in passing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Like uh yeah, passing tone. But um I have another tune that's on my it's the first track on my beat tape, my thirty beats from September of twenty twenty three. Uh and the guitar line is like minor seven add nines and diminished chord so it's like it's like you're getting there you're like on the road you're like reaching for something you're like where is it got this it's tension. like yeah the tension's there exactly that's a good way to put it there's a tension there also shout out to my forever bracelet for this jingle jangle Oh, okay. that's nice. You know, a funny story about this bracelet. So I play these gigs at the Rally Hotel um, on, uh, God, what is that? like? It's right next to Coors Field. Um, and it's an amazing gig. I'm, it pays my rent. It's like fucking 300 bucks, $50 bar tab. I play covers for two hours. I fucking get out. That's huge, um, yeah. $50 bar tab, too. Dude, so I get a steak and like no. a, and a top shelf old fashioned. Yeah. No. It's like fucking. I get dude, like. You really need, need a rhythm guitarist, dude. I'm bro, looking for a stick, dude. Oh, dude, this fucking this gig is so cushy. I love it. That's why That's I, I awesome. don't do ticketed gigs anymore, really, because it's so much of a pain in the ass. It's so much work out of my own ticketed life. gigs, like like promoting your own shit. So or what do you mean? Last night at the Roxy, for instance, like a gig where I have to sell tickets in order to make money. Yeah. Whereas you're I can, not trying to do I that can anymore. Make, is that what you're saying? Well. The, <sighs> It's just work distribution. The thing is, is that I can make three to six hundred dollars playing solo for two hours at a hotel or bar or lobby, and only have to bring three pieces of gear, do my own sound, and get to hang out, and I get all of the money. Yeah. Or I can. Work but you're my- playing fucking Eleanor Rigby. Temple. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on, man. Something in the way that Aaron discredits my head <laughs> Makes me oh so very horny Well, something in the way that I'm a 
Listen, like I said, my like I said, my dad always tried to convince me to play covers because that's where the money is. And you're fucking an intelligent man, and you're, you are making make a living. Yeah, you're making a living playing music, and Forgive I. me for being crass. I, I I respect you for making a living playing music. Not a lot, a lot of people can do that. That's fucking huge. But I want to play fucking originals, and that's why I'm not getting paid out yet. But it just takes time. But X and I are gonna book our first show, and it's gonna be a ticketed show. And we're thinking about doing our CD release at a house party, like a house party show. Sure. But we're still gonna do wristbands and like keep it like. Dude, I miss house shows. I feel like that's Denver, why we're, that's, it, we came to me today in Denver I, for a long time. Do, yeah. Do you feel like there was an era at which at which one point there was a plethora of like uh, community organized events that happened in Denver that weren't run by companies like AEG or weren't distributed by like underground house parties and shit. Yes. Like, I mean, yeah, I used to walk around five points and I would just run into people playing music like on their front lawn and shit. Yeah. Like, you know, and Dude, I, they go hard in five points, man. They, they don't even care. I, I don't know where points. the cops are, but I don't see them around, but everybody seems pretty cordial, you know? Yeah, I lived in Five Points for the first, like, four years that I was in Denver. Um, I initially moved to, like, 30th and Humboldt, I think, was my first apartment. Then I was on 26th and Ogden. Then I was on 23rd and Ogden. Damn, so how long have you been here? Like, 12 years, 14 years, uh-huh. 2010. I, it's kind of blurry. I know Where are you originally from? I was born in Oregon. I grew up in Arizona. Nice, nice. Um, and I... Weren't you born in a commune? <laughs> I was born in fucking Eugene, Oregon, though, which is oh, basically okay. the same goddamn thing. So. Word, sure. <laughs> I don't know where I got that from. Yeah, I think I can accomplish being an adult and smoking this weed while also holding a guitar. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel better about you holding the the uh, Alvarez while taking a hit than holding this Martin while taking a hit. <laughs> That's fair. Especially since I just got it into my hands. Dude, like, that thing feels like a dream. But I keep eyeballing that fucking... Super over there, dude. I'm gonna have a, I'm gonna have a date with Destiny with that thing. And dude, I just knew I was I was at Guitar Center and I saw that Deoxit and it's the shit like I was telling you that you spray on the pickups when like they, they they just I mean dude resistance right. just builds up and they get shitty but that shit's like magic magic fluid and okay. I was like I just know I'm gonna need it and I I didn't know why because I, I just I was like I'm gonna pick it up eventually I'll need it you know I needed a, a gauge a action action gauge it's like a roller to measure your action you know. I saw that dioxide, I grabbed it, and then what? You bring in a fucking guitar from the 50s with electronics that are probably all fucked out and need yep. to get sprayed with dioxide? Like, come on. That's, I mean... That's huge. That's <laughs> huge, dude. That's fate. I'm saying. I'm trying to think of the other... So, I actually have... should have brought this up earlier. I have two almost finished, unreleased albums. Really? Um, worth of music. And they're each 13, 14 tracks. Um... And the first one has basically been done since, like, 2020. Um, but I just keep editing it and mixing it and then editing it and mixing it. That's the problem with being my own producer, Gotta be mixing careful with engineer, that shit mastering, mastering engineer, because I can just... I never am satisfied. So I'm on the other end of that spectrum. I'm I like, just, oh, like, I just did it in one take. <laughs> Throw it on YouTube. Fuck it. <laughs> Go to the next track. Oh, yeah. I have, uh, I have two YouTube videos of me playing acoustic in Cheeseman Park. One is a cover of If I Was President by Wyclef Sean, which nice, dude. is just like, I don't even think that was on a record. I'm pretty sure it was dude. just on Chappelle's show in like 2000. Wow, um, that's really crazy. I never even, yeah, okay. An old man told me. No, I'm, I'm familiar with the song, but I didn't realize it was only on Chappelle's show. Oh, that dude with the dreads and his... Spend it in the ghetto. Oh, we're good. It just affected... Oh, weird. 
some sound so poor. Um, yeah, the fucking yeah. Wyclef, bro. I forgot about Wyclef. He kind of has like a horse mouth. <laughs> fucking Wyclef. Watch that clip, dude. I'm telling you, obviously he's talented, you know? Obviously it's a great track, obviously. But he kind of does like this. He, he does it intentionally to make his tone. It kind of sounds like a horse to me, but. Absolutely. No, but it's like a vibrato, kind of weird, like mouthy, fucking weird thing that he does. really. <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, like he, he like does, that's a very like reggae like kind of you know like it's like a very he does weird shit with his mouth, but he makes cool sounds. Yeah, you know, fucking, dude, I listen to a lot of drum and bass and jungle music, so like I think a lot of the vocals are sampled from like Rasta shit and like j- like roots Jam- Jamaican reggae and uh, or like dance hall and like wild shit and um, the vocals are always like I have no idea what the fuck they're saying like mm-hmm. but it's hype it's hype it's hype saying, and it's, it's, it's <laughs> he's like fucking yeah. screaming I'm like bro I have no idea what you're saying but this is fucking but it lit. sounds good this it's like some dope. earth music or some shit I'm like bro this is that straight from like yeah this is from mother this is from Gaia I yeah think, probably they would probably, dude. I'm saying, like, dude, I this this guy Sebastian, he's this Chilean DJ that we go way back with this guy, but he does that worldly earth music kind of shit too, but with like trancy house music over the top of it, and it's cool, man. It's like weird. It's like weird, you know. It's a weird overlay, but it's nice. Like I just remember, I'm sorry to interrupt. You. No, it's fine. I was done. I, I was just, I was just rambling. I also have crazy ADHD, so if I ever just tangent, same, it's but, fine. which probably makes for a fruitful podcast, I guess. So, um, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, from subject yeah. to subject. it's quantum, it's chaotic. Uh, it's, I mean, one thing reminds me of another, but uh, I just remembered I was gonna play the the one song that I was the most excited about playing. Uh, what last night was uh, this newer one called Tiny Monster, and it's like very syncopated, and the drums have like a lot of space. I really like how the drums are set up, and the bass complements as well. Um, but we didn't play it. I totally like forgot. I was just like, I I go to these shows, and I literally just like at Ableton, I look at my recent files, and then I perform. You don't have a set lined up, or no, I didn't prepare anything. Yeah. Me Sometimes and, that's the best way, man. Off the cuff. And then I, mean. I made up all of my lyrics, which is what I'm about to do now. So I have like a, a newer tune that's super syncopated. It's all triplets. So it's like. Yeah, 
that's just like a little snippet of that's sick new one i just like how syncopated it dude i want to i want to get you plugged into your hollow body i want to get your hollow body plugged into my board okay and we can do if you want we can like maybe find like a little beat and then i have to write something lay down lay down your guitar and then lay down vocals over it because I mean this sounds great this is like super live and off the cuff and I'm into it but like also it'd be cool to like borderline produce a track tonight and throw it on the outro you know yeah let's do it you know what I'm saying great are you into that yeah absolutely uh, I'm not in a rush to, to quit the recording but I'm just because I'm enjoying what we're doing right now but no, I yeah, just I, I love your fucking it's an Epiphone hollow body but it's it's a signature oh, the, the Joe Pass yeah. Joe Pass signature yeah so what's his deal? He's like a jazzy. He's a jazz a guy. Legendary jazz guitars. He played with, I mean, like everyone, <clears throat> namely like Ella Fitzgerald and um, what, like Wes Montgomery was probably like a mentor of his, and just from that era of truly great jazz guitarists, like um, incredible technique. Just one of the most like, and I like, I am not a jazz guitarist. Like I feel like a hack compared to you know anybody in this category but um yeah in a i'd say in a cat similar category to people like um uh west montgomery and Django Django reinhardt and, okay sweet and then maybe i would say a lot of modern jazz guys like pat Metheny or um uh fuck what's that dude i don't know Dude, I, I love that fucking uh the tailpiece on that joe pass epiphone it's like kind of like a trapeze tailpiece but it's like yeah. got this really ornate kind of like it's beautiful when i first saw that guitar I was and it's sunburst right it's yeah. a sunburst yeah. i was immediately drawn to it and i think it's a tobacco burst dude um, art shops just have so much character yeah and like dude the resonance is aw- is like just it's awesome it's i mean like, I, I bought that guitar for 800 dollars, i think like, really with the case like hell yeah that's a yeah. killer deal. Epiphone, I don't understand how they make those guitars for so cheap. Because, like, honestly, they'll make, they make Epiphone, that, ES-330. Do you, do you have an ES? Is that... That's a Gibson ES... Oh, it's a Gibson. It's a Gibson ES-DS-335. you got to get your hands on that before you leave. Oh, yeah, I've seen you play that guitar a bunch at open mic and shit. Yeah. Repping Wednesdays, Lion's Lair, 8 p.m. sign up, 9 p.m. play, two songs, 10 minutes. Nice rap. That's a hell of a plug. That was a clean plug. <laughs> my chair was squeaky as fuck. That was mine. Thing. That's my chair. I'm like fucking. Uh, I don't understand. Yeah, I'm mean, gonna need to get a better chair. Un- unreal. So you know, it's it's every day. It gets you know a little better. We get new microphones. We get new chairs. We get new mics. These are nice. You know? I sound. I mean, like. Thank you, dude. I got this, the guitar. We have good. two. We've got matching Bluebird mics. Shout out to Blue Microphone. I'd love to get sponsored by uh, Blue Boss and Gibson. Who are you trying to get sponsored by? Epiphone Gibson? Sure. Oh, man, yeah. Hell yeah. I don't see why not. Anyone, really. I'll get sponsored by First Act. You know what? Are you trying to build a guitar for me? Hell yeah. I I really love this guitar company that I think is dead uh, called Framus. I don't Dude, know Framus, they, they used to make fucking um, want- banjos and, and uh, Framus. Dude, they're, they're, aren't they um, They're German? I think so, yeah. Um, there's a Framus hollow body that's like from the 80s that I really want. It's always red, but... Yeah, oh, Framus, man. man. I, I, I set up a couple Framus guitars and banjos. I'm pretty sure they have banjos, too. Yeah, I think they... Yeah, but they have this kind of weird, almost Rickenbacker-looking fucking crazy... That's have, a cool guitar. They have a bunch of, it's like F-shaped, sort of. It's got this weird, like, uh-huh. weird body style. Um, but they make some arch tops that are really beautiful, too, that I would like to get my hands on. And then my other dream guitar would be, like, a Guild Starfire. I'd really like one of those. Dude, I set one of those up. Yeah. And I, I set up a, a maroon... 
Starfire, and it's sick. Yeah, it kind of has that 335 kind of feel to it. Yeah. It's just, Guild makes cool shit, man. We got a couple guilds into the shop, a couple, like a couple hundred bucks for this, like, perfect condition guild. You definitely got to go in there. Yeah. Man. I, yeah, I definitely, like, I will. I please will. do, man. Actually, Let's grab a bite to eat, grab a coffee yeah, or something. Old town. You know, yeah. For a minute. Yeah. Fucking chill. I'm working there Fridays, 12 to 5, if I'm lucky. I might have gotten fired. I don't know. I, he didn't fire me, but he was like, God. Because I stood up to him, and I was like tired of taking shit from him. I'm like, I don't work enough hours to take shit from you. And I stood up to him. He was like, he was like fine. Go back to sleep. I was like, all right, well, it's my day off anyway. I shouldn't have answered him. Anyways, yeah. Oh, that good thing. Story. I forgot that thing earlier. The reason you asked me to play guitar is like the clave thing. And it's a beat that's in my 30 beats. Um, that we, we played it last night. Too, Did you say clave? Like, yeah, so it's like... For sure, it's in I the, think that a, it's like a fast and yeah, like dude, like that could be a sick ass hip hop song, man. It's, uh, I mean, we can listen to the beat. I can show it to you. Well, you um, have it. It's already, it's already. It's produced published thing. in my thirty beats. So, oh yeah, that's what you're saying. But okay. The deal with my thirty beats is that I don't I, have a, I don't have a fucking band camp. Oh shit, I could. If you want to, uh, yeah, if you want to pull it up, I could plug your shit in. I was like, I can just bring out my band camp. You can just use a web browser to fucking. Oh man, okay, wait, before... Oh, good the, call. The I guess I could just was, go in as like a... The tab that was open when I opened my phone to my guitar app was... to it hanging around downtown, downtown by myself and i got too much caffeine and i've been sitting by myself and there she was platform double suede there she was that's a good one man like disco lemonade I smell sex and candy. See, and that's a thing, dude. Yeah. If, if you can, if you can bust out a cover, everybody's gonna freak out. You know, people just freak out. You know, and they start singing along. You know. Yeah. I, yeah, I just learned these covers, like, because sometimes I'll hear something on the radio or I just want to entertain myself or I'll have something stuck in my head or, like, 
I also think sometimes specifically about stuff that bridges the gap between what I like and will tolerate learning more or less and what other people will like. Because I think it is good to like understand, you know, at least to a certain degree why people like certain things as opposed to completely shutting myself off. To yeah, no, you're right. And it helps you build songs. <clears throat> it helps you learn chords. Do, yeah, do you like, know um, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay? And my taste has just evolved, you know, so like it's... I don't, but I like. I could easily. I'm pretty sure. Just that's my favorite like, song. I think of all, of, all, of all time. Yeah, the whistle solo at the end. Get out of here, dude. Look like nothing gonna change. Right. Every single day stays the same. Yeah. I won't do what safe people tell me to do. So I guess I remain the same. Sitting here, resting my bones. Dude, like, uh, it's so good. Are you kidding me? Hey, dude, I'm honestly slightly ashamed to say that I learned about that song from Top Gun. From from Tom Cruise in Top Gun trying to woo this okay-looking girl. She was a woman. Uh, Sitting on the dock of the bay in the time Oh, wait, wait In the pain In the time I'm trying to learn this by ear right now I don't know if this is it's correct It's impressive, though. random It's very impressive Right? Yeah, yeah Something like that <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah G-C or no, G B C C B B for A G B C E. Or no, G. Uh, anyways. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, can I have a drag of yeah, you? Yeah, that, uh, circuit. Yeah, I just I love that song, man. Yeah, and Grandma's like, hands <clears throat> too. I like all that old. Grandma's hands. That great. old shit is really cool, man. Um, I learned uh, "Use Me" recently, but now I can't remember it. I was like playing with somebody. I was doing a cover in somebody else's set. I'd never played it before. I just like looked at the sheet music for it real quick and was like, oh, I think I can. I'm Dude, you know who else is fucking sick? Is Nina Simone. So sick. Just like ill. Like she has, she's like got a sickness. That's how ill she is, you know? Gross. You know what I mean though? Like in a good way. Oh yeah, I mean that's so. There's a performance you should watch at some point. That's uh, Joe Pass and Ella Fitzgerald. I think it's one of my favorite solo jazz like voice performances and guitar performance. It's just guitar and voice, and it's fucking. It's like one of the best performances of all time. It's magnificent. It's literally like Joe Pass is the way he plays guitar is like just here. I'm just gonna play a second of it over yeah, my phone. Yeah, that's fine. I'll have to check that out because uh, thanks. I don't know, man. There's a lot of good music out there that I'll never even know about or never even hear. There's so many good artists out there that will never make it. I know. It's and a little depressing. It's crazy. You know what I mean? It's cool, though, too. Yeah, like, you really have to have the right stuff and be in the right spot at the right time. It's insane. You have to have the whole package, man. The whole package deal. Which is the one that I really... You, gotta, you end up in front of Nick Cage... Yeah, put that shit right in front of the microphone. 
Here, I want to find the song that I want. Hopefully there's a... Hey, there we go. This one. It's a lot of people in the stadium. a sample you know like you you could easily sample that and just fucking destroy a fat bee on it for sure sure wasteland (laughs) which is like a decent feeling i mean yeah it's kind of it's desolate in a weird way but yeah with the tone coming through that microphone especially it's got this like really lo-fi thing going yeah totally (laughs) totally. if we could just edit us talking and this take we'll turn that into a hip-hop beat yeah keep it going FM filters. Well, you know it's oh, true. Oh, is mine like? Yours is not mine. Like... I know. I think we need ASMR or something like that. Dude, that's beautiful, man. I, I've been sleeping on Ella Fitzgerald for sure, man. I've been sleeping on her big time. Oh, I mean, she's the boss. Okay, wait. Listen to just. I thought s- Bruce Springsteen was the boss. <laughs> That's. I mean, See what I did there? Undeniable. <laughs> Let me get some weed. Dad. Um, this is his most. I don't really like genius in his own rights. Would you welcome on guitar the talented <laughs> Joe Pass? 
You want some coffee? I'm trying to go to Asher's after this and just like get ready. Asher's? Yeah. Some hey, after hours going? What Asher's? They got music and women and scandalous activities. <laughs> it sounds great. Uh, I thought you might like it. That's why I think you here. Bro, this is the truth. I got my name coffee. Coffee on the internet? Just fucking let me let me put it through my system so we can listen to it through the system. Yeah, it's it'll sound way better. I I just have I don't have an iPhone, so it's just an aux. That's fine. Woo. Here, here, check it. Oof. Here. Plug that girl in there. Well, we don't have that much that much length on it, which is what she said. Steve Carell said that she said it. How are we doing volume-wise? Let me throw my cans on. Hold on. I gotta take the case off my phone real quick. Because we might as well. I mean, dude, like, we're going to get flagged. Fuck it. At this point, it's like, fuck it. You know what I mean? Sorry. No, please. Uh, Sometimes sometimes our shit gets flagged, you know? But like like I said, it's like, dude, we're we're not raking in the dough right now. I'm not concerned about it, you know? an old recording. But dude, my thing about jazz and some really talented guitarists is just like, they're just jacking off after a while. It's like, come on, you're just jacking off. You're jacking, you're jacking, you're jacking. You're just jacking, and you're not even coming. I'm just waiting for you to come. Just jacking. <clears throat> and it's, okay. Some people call it noodling, some people call it jacking. I want to play something completely different. I call it jacking. Don't, I mean, honestly, I like it. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, I do enjoy it. Thoroughly. You heard this yet? This is that new shit. I like it so far. I'm not 
sounds like new Hiatus Coyote. I kind of fell off with Hiatus Coyote, to be honest. I didn't even That shit is what the fuck, bro. What the fuck, um, bro. I'm just gonna play some weird ass shit real quick. You ever listen to Hella? Hella? Yeah. Hella, eh, eh. In my umbrella, yeah, yeah. I keep coming that back. I keep coming back to this track called Been a Long Time Cousin. I don't know. I think I'm going to sample this coffee machine. All right. You ready for some fucking... We're almost at three hours, which is the... That's the magic number when everything... We all just like enter a time portal warp and we all (laughs) go into an alternate dimension. Okay. This is about to be... uh, This is the last thing I'll show you. That is hella, man. That's fuck it. The album's from like 2000. Really? Like super experimental, like prog math shit. Dude, I like that. That's good. Drummer Zach Hill is just on a totally different fucking level, like entirely. Hell yeah. Crazy, crazy, brilliant dude. Um, Should we listen real quick to a couple of the beats from my... Since my phone Let's isn't. do that. You know what? Let's do that. Um, do you have any last words for the people before we do that? Because I think I die. Do you, yeah. What What is your obituary for yourself? I hope I contributed something worthwhile. You did. 
That's all I can say. Um, so this is that first tune.
Thank you.